The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here not to break down Gossip Girl again for one final time of the offseason, but I am here to break down the iconic Penn Badgley film, John Tucker Must Die. But I'm not here by myself. I am here with someone who, who's been wearing thongs since before John Tucker made it cool. It's Bradley oh, yeah. Ruffle. Hello, I am your co-host, of course, of the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dale, Hotel Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Creatorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Office of Cream, reporting for duty. Cream, cream yes, cream. yes, cream. And then... Have you ever I worn a thong before? Is... Oh, um, no, but Jason Giambi has. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. It works. Gets headers out of slumps. Was that the correct answer? That the correct answer? <laughs> <laughs> it was the correct answer. I don't think I, I have either. If I, I ever have like a, if I ever have a speakeasy, that's going to be my password. Someone's going to come and I'm going to say, "Have you ever worn a thong before?" And they have to say, "No," but Jason Giambi has. <laughs> if they want to get into, all right, Horace. <laughs> uh, I've never worn a thong. Not that you asked, but I, I, I've never worn a thong. <laughs> yeah, you're really uh, getting <laughs> protesting a bit too much here. Yeah, no, I, I have worn the, the top underwear. I've worn a bra before. Uh, we, me and Sanchez, we used to dig into Angela Sanchez's underwear drawer and wear her bras and make fun of her we'd stuff them with toilet paper and be like "Ooh, i'm angela <laughs> uh, you really showed her, showed her. <laughs> yeah I'm funny, sure funny joke so uh, any never, any younguns listening out there any young kids that have sisters wear their bras make fun of them for having tits great it's a good uh, joke so if you take nothing else from this podcast uh i wasn't thinking of this uh when i was watching the movie the other day but uh the first thing i thought of when i when i logged on today and was about to start this was Remember that iconic Gossip Girl tit- episode title, Blair Wal- Waldorf Must Pie? Oh, wow. We finally... We finally... finally you know what? It's a good title now. It, great. I'm glad you I guess, it It wasn't way. even one of the um, worst ones because Pie Thanksgiving, I guess. And then you hated that title. It, when we, it's a good title. When we first went over it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you really title. come around. And then I, I hate to cut this banter short, oh, but sure. you know we have a guest. Sorry, Jimmy. Did Jimmy you say Lynn. sorry to Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, the banter oh, yes. lovers. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry to the yeah, banter boys the banter lo- out there. The banter boys. Um, we have a guest. It is a returning guest, but someone who is joining. I think this is the first. Someone joining the Two Timers Club that hasn't recapped an episode of Gossip Girl. <laughs> wow. You may know her from the last movie recap she was on when we uh, discussed the iconic Leighton Meester film, The Roommate. Now she's back for another movie recap. Please welcome back to the podcast, Jesse McHugh. Jesse, how are you? Hey. Good. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I was nervous to watch this movie, realizing that it was made in 2006. Right. Oh, yes. uh, I was afraid of what I was going to get into. When was the last time you watched it? But I honestly, I feel like the last time I saw this movie was when it was on television, like after it had gone to theater right, right. and then came out on DVD. So maybe like 2008, um, 2009. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like high school or middle school 
some it it, ha- it wasn't recent that's yeah. what i'll say well luckily I mean, it held up all i was gonna say all things considered a 2006 uh teen comedy about an adulterizing fuckboy i mean it, it, it didn't, i mean it, it i was expecting a lot worse when i watched it is <laughs> so i was I, I was very fearful about what we might see but i mean it never i mean it's not it's not wildly offensive no it's like it's offensive in all the ways you would kind of expect <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I'm always of, afraid to go back and, and watch these movies. Yeah, um, so I, I had certainly, and, and in case anyone missed the intro, if if anyone was, uh, you know, skipping ahead to to get to the to get to the good stuff, we are breaking down the movie John Tucker Must oh, Die. Do you think because... we have the opposite of banter boys? That people that skip yeah. the intros? <laughs> maybe. That's sick. I mean, they give the skip intro option on like TV shows on Netflix. Oh my and stuff, god, so maybe, that's horrible. Maybe people do it here. Now. John Tucker must die uh, because Penn Badgley is in the film. That is, that is right. We uh, we've decided to go with this film to celebrate Penn Badgley. He's got um, these in role. We, we will we will get into yeah we'll get into his role. Um, but I, I had certainly never seen this movie, although I had heard of it. I, I don't really know if this movie has a cult following or if it was a popular movie or anything. But it was popular enough for me to have heard of it and still remember right. it by name seventeen years later, even though I've never seen it. So it must have done somewhat well and. I don't believe I even knew that Penn Badgley was in this movie until uh, Kirsten mentioned to us, to it on us, the first time she was on the pod. So that that's that's my experience. What, I mean, Jesse, you mentioned you you had seen it as recently as perhaps two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, so what what are your guys' experiences with this movie? Have I mean, I know Jesse ha- has seen it, but I, I don't know if if you were a fan of it back in the day, Brendan. I don't know if you've seen it at all. So I did just speak on it. So, someone speak. No, on I, it. I still haven't seen it. Yo, you, you haven't even watched for, for the podcast. Right. Brendan, we talked about this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we specifically said to watch it. I was it waiting for someone before. to send me $4. <laughs> I, I can Venmo you the $4. Across the and you know, it was very tantalizing because I, I go to watch the movie and it says, we'll be available on Prime in five days. So if we just wow. waited five really? days, we could have oh, all gotten shit. it for free. Wow. I didn't, I didn't see that. Brendan, you can just reach into the Lonely Boys Petty Cash Fund and yeah, reimburse yeah. our guests of for course, watching the movie. Of uh, no, I, I've never heard. Of, I've never heard of this. I <laughs> just said the opposite before. I have never seen this. I have heard of it, and that's about it. I think I even thought it was maybe some sort of slasher film. Really, you thought this was going to be a slasher film? Yeah, I, the, <laughs> the die part is scary. I feel like that would have been die. more exciting. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought she was going to be a murderess, Kate. I mean, that would have been an interesting twist for it to just turn into a slasher film halfway through the movie. But like a funny one. I feel like there's up until a certain point, they really are leaning into the he must die thing. And then it just kind of like falls off. So maybe it happened. Maybe it happened behind the scenes. (laughs) They like changed the direction of the movie behind the scenes. They were like, nah, we need to keep it PG-13. Yes. uh, It was notably PG-13. Oh, you know what? I didn't get into our, our favorite segment here. Uh, Brendan, has anything weird happened to you since the last time <laughs> we recorded? <laughs> thought we were thought we were going to get rid of it, but no, no, no. Um, not really. Uh, I, I, I think you might have been hearing a little bit about what, what I've been doing behind the scenes of uh, befriending the Jamba Media people. And I went to their warehouse where they put on sports and stuff. And it, it was kind of weird to be there because it's like, it's like media that I consume daily. And I felt like I walked through my TV screen and was in their world. And they were like, it's weird to see them as real characters and people. And it was also kind of like like showing up to a, a first day at a new job where everyone, there's like mm-hmm. 40, 50 people there that work together daily. And you're just like a stranger. 
uh, meeting a bunch mm-hmm. of people. So that was pretty weird. It wasn't like strange in the way that we like to do on this segment, but it was definitely the weirdest right. thing that's happened to me. Recent memory to, to meet people that are almost imaginary until you shake their hands. Listen, I'm weird. I'm no stranger to meeting uh, podcasters that I that I have listened to. I, uh, I immediately thought of you because I was like, this is probably what wow. everyone feels like when they meet like Big Brother people for the first time or Survivors for the first time. It's, say, it's this pretty is probably cool. What- I thought you were going to say this is probably what everyone feels like when they meet me. Well, soon. Eventually, if I ever show up to one of these events <laughs> in the city, everyone's be like, oh, my God, the other lonely boy. He's really the here. And he, he has as big of a bulge as I thought he would. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you that you had to experience that. Uh, Jesse, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the pod, but we do have a, a new segment, a relatively new segment at this point, where uh, we like to discuss if anything weird has happened to us since the last time we recorded. So, uh, Jesse, <laughs> since the last time you recorded with us uh, a year and a half ago, has anything weird happened to you? Oh, Boy, uh, where do I begin? <laughs> it's gonna be a long segment um, today. I, I mean, hmm, I'll just go. I'll go recent. I've, I've been working at a Renaissance fair on the weekends. Look so I went at the Renaissance fair. Yeah, do, do you get mad yeah, people say it like that? I'm sure a lot of people reference having your mother and say Renaissance. Oh, I'm uh, glad you really I, got the reference there. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's really said like. <laughs> I guess I'll have to do it then. All right. Brendan, are you free tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. People, they don't really acknowledge that they're at a Renaissance fair when they're there. You know, otherwise um, they'll get escorted out. Right. Otherwise they, they're breaking the fourth oh, wall right, there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's, yeah. I mean, there's like subtle, weird things that happen to me <laughs> every Saturday and Sunday <laughs> from 1030 when the gates open until seven o'clock when they close. Nice. Now we got your schedule. That is perfect. Oh, uh-oh. Right. So I'm very happy that Brendan got to meet cool people. Jesse has a new job. I got, like, roasted by a, a Chipotle cashier the other day. That, that's oh, that's wow. Wow. I, I came in. It's like I, the I was food's with... getting roasted on that flat top in the back there. Very good, Brendan. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was with two friends, and I guess the uh, – we, we walked in, and I said, oh, I recognize that, that girl that's doing – and." Listen, there was a line, and she was the only one working. I don't know. She was taking everyone's order, doing the whole thing, and then also reading oh people God. outside. I, she was, and I was like, oh, I recognize her. She used to work at the Lindenhurst Chipotle. But obviously, I wasn't going to You know all the fast food workers in the tri-state area. It's that getting embarrassing <laughs> that, that, that I am recognizing so many, so many of these fast food people. So, I was, but I'm not going to bring it up, because that'd be weird if I got up there and I'm like, hey, did you used to work at Lindenhurst? Or, do you work and at then when you wear it, does it go from there? Like, yes, I did. I think, okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> so... But don't worry, because it would get brought up anyway. So I, we, we get there, and I guess she did not <laughs> think that I was with the two friends that I was with. So she took both of their orders at the same time. Because like I said, she was by herself. So she was she was multitasking. She takes both of their orders, rings both of them up, does the whole thing. Is They're like having a... They're having a great conversation. I, I can see them from down across the line laughing, and I'm like, damn, I feel really left out. I don't know why she took both of their orders and not mine. I, I was feeling a little bit left out. And then she comes back over to me, and my friend who had taken their order uh, came came back over to me and said something to me, and the, the Chipotle worker said to me, oh, you were with them? I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. I was feeling a little left out, but it's fine. She's like, yeah, I would have taken, I would have done, you know, all three of you at the same time. And then she was like, yeah, I recognize you uh, from, <laughs> I recognize you. I, I, I've noticed you come in a lot. You're usually just, you're usually coming alone. And I was like, damn, you really <laughs> read me for filth there? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I never thought you'd be here with friends. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> you're always so lonely. When I, like, first of all, not only do I recognize you from how often you come into chipotle but also you come into chipotle alone so often that i thought there was no chance <laughs> that you'd be one. with people 
<laughs> you know, I I haven't lived in Lindenhurst since before there was a Chipotle there. So hearing wow. you say the Lindenhurst Chipotle was a little bit disorienting right, for you, me. Right, you just had to go all the way to Farmingdale. I know. Yeah, and yeah. The Farmingdale one's gone downhill. Or Deer so Park. And so Wait, there, like, the Farmingdale one is gone now? No, no, it's gone downhill. It oh. might as well be gone because oh, there's oh, a Qdoba oh. across the street. I know Gag and Freak wins that yes, more often than I love the Qdoba. Yeah, yeah, so yeah but R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Tangs. Yeah, well, I, fuck Tangs. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, they were keeping the, the Smith family uh, employed, so I guess that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's that. true. <laughs> I've only been there once to go on a, a family date with uh, Jen Kabelski in, in 10th grade. <laughs> And then, and then yeah, yeah, it was like maybe they're testing me out to see if I could handle uh, Chinese oh. food with the Kabelskis. It, yeah, it, they, went, they it went downhill. Down and they said, there. Brendan, have you ever worn a thong? <laughs> <laughs> Slide this dumpling into the front of your thong. And you, and you said, uh, Jason Giambi has? Oh. <laughs> How'd you do? You it's like you were daughter. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back on track. Unless, unless you have anything else to <laughs> note. That, so, that covers it. John Tucker Must Die only has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes, which seems low. It's lower than the 49% that Grinch got. Uh, certainly higher than the 30% that the, the roommate Grinch, got. Honestly. I mean, but 28% seems low for John Tucker. I feel like this is the type of movie that would have a cult following. I mean, a 28 but, like, it seems like perfect for a Rotten Tomatoes, like, teen comedy. Yeah. No, I agree on. with you. I agree with you. It seems right for this genre. The way they would rate it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, mo- <coughs> sorry. The movie was released on July 28th, 2006. So a solid year plus Ooh. before Gossip Girl would begin. Uh, a few days before Brennan's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Oh, I just said oh. <laughs> So you probably saw it on your birthday, um, <laughs> even though you didn't see it. Um, directed by Betty Thomas. Not really familiar with any of her work, uh, but she also hasn't directed a film since 2009's Alvin and the Chipmunks the Squeakwell. So I don't know what she's been doing for the last that- 14 years. <laughs> That information is so absurd. That is so. What happened to her that that was her departure? From she went filmmaking? from John Tucker Must Die. The next thing she does is Alvin and the Chipmunks the Squeakwell, and then she never directs a movie. All, all I can say to that is Betty Thomas is no Betty Grable. She so she also directed the Brady Bunch movie, did, the like yeah. satirical one, which mm-hmm. that's just she has such a weird. It's an interesting collection of yeah. Yeah, she said. She said, "Fucking Alvin was such a diva on set that he made me never want to direct the film." <laughs> <with him. laughs> I'm excited to to get into her uh, her Brady Bunch movie once we complete the Brady Boys. That's gonna be our next oh, show. We're I'm pretty doing, sure. Right? Doing the Brady Boys. That's a good idea. <laughs> wow. So John Tucker Must Die did make sixty eight million dollars against an eighteen million dollar budget. I mean, movies so are I feel just like different that back then, though. It did pretty well, even though critics hated it. People goes. People went to movies. Yeah, they, true. They, they used to go to movies. And then the little blurb says, three ex-girlfriends of a serial cheater set up their former lover to fall for the new girl in town so they can watch him get his heart broken. Uh, stars Jesse Metcalf as the titular John Tucker. Do not know this man from anything, but uh, obviously also stars Penn Badgley as Scott Tucker. And it also stars Brittany Snow, which another Gossip Girl connection. Of course, we remember her playing young yes. uh, Lily Vanderwoodson in, in the flashback episode. Sophia Bush of One Tree Hill fame. Also, mm-hmm. a Taylor Kish cameo from Friday Night Lights fame in this movie, too. Like, I didn't know this was such a star-studded cast. It really is. I, d- I didn't know many of the names, but I knew the faces very well. Yeah. I was very excited to see uh, Sophia Bush as someone who has just finished watching One Tree Hill. Yeah, what, what yeah, are the more I, beautiful actresses out there? I always like seeing her. 
famously Theroux's uh, number one hall pass. Wow, what, the, the mole on that woman is incredible. He loves them all. <laughs> is, is, that, is that the scouting report on him? Yeah, dad loves, loves feet, son loves moles. <laughs> now that we've got all the uh, fetishes of the DeRosa family. <laughs> Listen, this is what happens when you have a Lindenhurst pod. You're going to get a lot of Lindenhurst in-jokes. <laughs> Just going to have to deal with it. I, I think the, the dad feet thing is well-trodden territory on this podcast anyway. <laughs> Maybe it's on Patreon. I'm just happy that a Lindenhurst guest actually uh, showed up. I know. Yeah. Usually like, we have a lot of because she moved out. So we had a whole Lindenhurst yeah. month. Uh, this, this that's true. We had a whole Lindenhurst month where we had like six Lindenhurst guests booked, and really only half of them showed up. So uh, Lindenhurst oh guests are, are very flaky. Very I must flaky. Say. Jeez. So giving us a reputation. I know. So I guess now is as good a time as any to start getting into the movie here, and uh, we're going to start with Brittany Snow. She's explaining in voiceover how she found out she was invisible in seventh grade. Uh, she's a real loser in middle school, and we find out that. It was because uh, her mom hates a lot of guys who she who she calls Skip. She calls each of these guys Skip because they always uh, skip out on her, I guess, eventually. And then every time her mom gets dumped, she cries for a while, uh, you know, eats her ice cream and, and does her sobbing, and then forces her daughter to move. I don't know where she's getting the money <laughs> for all these houses that she's buying. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know how that's happening. Good happened. question. I, She's enrolling her daughter into another school seemingly every year, but uh, this is absurd, so we're starting the movie <laughs> off crazy right off the bat. But it's a classic teen drama trope to, sure. like you new know, kid in town. skip town, you don't know anybody. Yeah, have a, a mom who is has questionable hobbies <laughs> and, <laughs> and seemingly no job. Yeah, what is right. her mom doing with her free time? Does her mom not work? She, she, there's no father in the picture, obviously. That's why we get all the skips. <laughs> but what, what? How are they? How is she affording all these homes? And she had a nice home in her new town. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is unexpected. I don't, I, maybe but, al- alimony. Oh, maybe, maybe alimony. Tony is. Yeah, uh, doing <laughs> he, his, he doing loves his paying thing. for it. <laughs> and so. In walks Tim Riggins here. This must have been, been right before Friday Night Lights started. It's very weird seeing uh, Taylor Kish playing something else other than the iconic Tim Riggins. But uh, he is here, and he has mo- uh, brownies for uh, Kate's mom, uh, who is the Britney Snow character, is Kate. And Kate is trying to get acquainted with her neighbor, Justin, here. But here comes her hot mom, who is like 10 years older than her. I don't know why. Okay, thank you. Thank you. When she gave birth, apparently. But, like, literally there was, like, a 10 different, a 10-year age gap between these two. <laughs> they just, like, they they did, like, their outfits and their hair, like, a little different to right. make one of them look younger and the other one look older. But, like, if there's, like, runway, like, uh, red carpet photos of them together, they're, like... The same age. Maybe yeah. a few days apart. <laughs> literally. Like, Britney <laughs> Snow may be older than Jenny McCarthy. We don't know. Yeah. So, um... So this neighbor, Justin, has his brownies out, and uh, he pulls the brownies away from Brittany Snow <laughs> as soon gross. as he sees her hot mom and just gives them to her hot mom instead and tells her, uh, be careful, you're hot. So uh, we, we find out that, uh, you know, a lot of people are into uh, her mom. Meanwhile, and Brittany Snow, who is a very, very pretty, very pretty girl, uh, apparently is not getting any attention from guys. I, I guess just because she's younger, but because but, to me, I think she's the more attractive younger. of the two. But I guess just... Oh, yeah. your mom's no. hotter because she's a mom. 
and she's got bigger hair. I don't Mills know. were very in in 2006. Mills are in. I mean, we're watching Mills right now. I, Luke, my lord, that guy loves a milf. <laughs> I didn't understand why they needed to keep saying how like hot the mom was. <laughs> just when to convince it, like, you. I think you know if you don't realize that they're they're telling you. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't play in. Like, were they saying it to make like Britney Snow look like like less? attractive by saying how hot her mom I mean, is be. and like I oh the, the daughter's such a loser <laughs> yeah everyone's just interested in her mom because she's such a loser and uh we we find out that Kate is fine being invisible because uh she doesn't have to deal with saying goodbye to her friends every time she moves which is uh a little sad but um <laughs> so <laughs> we get our latest move enough about her this story is not about her it is about the titular john tucker and we see it we hear let's face it he's the man captain of the basketball team his family's loaded and he looks somewhere between an abercrombie model and a greek god and uh speaking of <laughs> This guy, John Tucker, the guy who plays him, again, maybe older than the than uh, than Britney Snow's mom in this in this film. He's <laughs> this guy is a thirty year old man playing. playing He's thirty. No, he. I believe he was twenty seven. Wow. Yeah, he looks. Uh, he looks old. He does. Yes. He does Definitely not, look like not a high schooler. A high schooler. Yeah. And that's the only no. way to do these kind of old school movies, though. You got to have thirty plus year olds playing teenagers. That's kind of what makes it such a classic film. He also simultaneously looked like he had like a facetune filter on the whole time. Like his face just looked so smooth. Yeah, very like, smooth. Very smooth body. Yeah, yeah like airbrushed. Smooth face. Yeah, they they casted him for a smooth face. I think. <laughs> so, he has a waitress job, and uh, who else but John Tucker is sitting at her table one of these fateful days that she is working, and she goes to take his order. She can't even speak. Uh, she she tells her. She tells him that she, he, or he tells her that he's not ready, and uh, she curtsies, obviously, to, to her embarrassment. And then Carrie comes in, the girl who runs the school TV station. She is here on a date with John Tucker, uh, presumably his girlfriend, which, uh, again, right away I'm thinking, how does how did these girls not know about him? And they're, they're going to explain it. They're going to tell us how these girls don't know about each other. But it, it's still, the premise is still a little bit flawed here. Uh, a little bit. Especially because he's, he's okay to flaunt this in front of other, like, he knows right. that. There's girls that work here that are in his high school, and I guess that they, he assumes it still won't get back to them somehow. I'm also a fan of the curtsy move, too. If you want to get out of a conversation real I quick, like it. Yeah. give a good curtsy. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that, yeah. And Harry is played by Ariel Kebbell, who was in Gilmore Girls. So really a who's who of wow. these, uh, oh, these yeah. teen dramas here. That's yes. where I could not place where she was familiar to me from. And now you know. It's funny though because the while I was watching, I was thinking that the mom and like Kate had like Lorelai Rory yeah. vibes. Yeah, Gilmore energy. I was gonna say, yeah, you, uh, are kind of like Luke's sister in the Renaissance Fair game. Oh yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I forget her name, <laughs> but that's exactly what you are. The only person to have any reference to that <laughs> does these things. So. We find out that Carrie is not John Tucker's only girlfriend. He's also dating the head cheerleader, Heather. Um, and then we see Heather come in. John Tucker's going to order for both of him. Heather loves when he does that. He loves that she loves it. Uh, and Kate seems disgusted at what's going on. But then we see that John Tucker on a date with girl number three. And uh, this one is my favorite of his girlfriends, obviously, because it's mm-hmm. the iconic Sophia Bush. And I can already tell that her character is going to be the best. Um, he is going to... Further the lie first by 
by telling her that he's never been here before, which <laughs> I, I thought this was a pointless lie. I thought maybe he just likes lying, but I guess it's so he can make a scene about how this place serves veal so he can impress his date, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is very funny. And uh, we, we hear the Kate voiceover say that she isn't judging, but being a vegan teen activist is usually code for easy. I, I did not know that this was the <laughs> scouting report on teen vegans. Right? That's great. I, I guess back then it was. <laughs> I mean, I've never been a teen vegan. I have only ever been an adult vegan, right. but I truly did not know that. So you hard to get also, that. It does sound pretty vegan. judgy. It was, like, unnecessarily mean. Like, they're very, they're very harsh with this girl. They are calling her a hippie slut throughout the film. Like she's great. Yeah. She is a vegan and she likes to have a good time. Like she's the she's yeah. the best. And people right. are gonna like degrade her character for this throughout the film. And some of the lines that she has to say too are just really out there. I think it, it, even in this scene here, she says something about like, "I'll eat meat for you." <laughs> like, yeah, well, right. okay. Some of the dialogue in this film is absurd. Like no one in the world would say some of the things that these people are saying. Yeah, and so. Kate asks what I've been wondering, and it's how can he date all these girls without them knowing? And uh, Kate's work friend here fills her in that they're all from different cliques, so they never actually talk to each other. And like, Genius. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, and then also apparently he tells them all that his father doesn't let him date during basketball season, so they have to keep it a secret. So, all right, fine, whatever. We get we get a, a reason for how this, how this works, I guess. And then... Kate asks, asks her work friend how she learned all this stuff, and she just breaks down crying and is like, I don't know, just a guess, which I, I first funny moment of the movie for yeah, me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed that character. I, yeah, I love <laughs> she makes her return later in the film and to sob some more. Um, and then this this um movie has a pretty good, good soundtrack. I mean, any like yeah. teen comedy from oh, the yeah. early to mid-2000s is going to have an iconic soundtrack. But All American Rejects starts playing Dirty Little Secret, yeah. iconic song, obviously. And it is this the song that brings was us. incredible. It was really good, yeah. We have <coughs> we have some nice covers in here. We have uh, a lot a of lot good of cover, stuff. A lot of 80s uh, pop-punk covers. A very pop-punk in general. Mm-hmm. And we are back at school. John Tucker high-fiving all the guys, just being the man. Uh, he's giving all of his secret girlfriends the look. They are digging him. And the voiceover tells us that even the master girl juggler, John Tucker, couldn't anticipate the event of Black Tuesday. And, like, John Tucker winks at uh, someone who <laughs> we hear is Coach Claypool. And I guess even Coach is smitten with this uh, high school boy because him giving this one wink is enough to, like, give her a heart attack and send her falling down the <laughs> yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah. And I love that, like, this little sociopath, like, smiles to I himself know. before trying to help her. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got her. Even, even the fact and that then, he tried to, like, horn her up in the out. first place is weird. <laughs> Then he checks out the girl who actually stopped to help her before yes. he yeah. like leans in to check on her and then starts chatting her up. Yeah, they yes. they paid him this to be man, like an absolute he's, he's, monster to start this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's an evil mastermind. Plenty of room for growth, though, and only in only ninety minutes of film. He's, he's what a growth arc we're gonna go with John oh, yeah. Tucker here. So yeah, <laughs> and so now because of this. Uh, we, we lost one of the gym teachers, so now all first period gym classes are now combined. And the class groans, and the gym teacher's like, I know, you all hate each other, which is funny to begin with. But then we hear this random voice shouting, no, we hate you! Which actually made me laugh. <laughs> like, this is my first genuine laugh of the movie. <laughs> I don't think I even heard that, that voice. And then then the coach is separating the girls onto volleyball teams, and I am kind of obsessed with whoever this Lucretia girl is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love this love this girl her her little goth gang i don't know why she's going by <laughs> lucretia but she is obviously iconic 
and right. What a strange choice. <laughs> Plenty of strange choices. I mean, the rest yeah. of their their role in the movie is just to sit there and stare. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good role. And so Kate gets put on Heather's team, and she introduces herself. Heather could not give a shit, and. <laughs> I thought that John Tucker's plan worked because these girls are all in different cliques and they don't talk to each other. But apparently switching gym classes is enough to get everyone to start talking because uh, mm-hmm. Carrie immediately starts telling someone that she's dating John Tucker. Heather hears this and pegs the ball right at Carrie's face. Yeah, the gym teacher not then, being there means that everyone has to have gym at the same period now in the entire school. Right. Right. What are the odds that all of these girl, all of John Tucker's girlfriends all have first period gym and now they're all together and – um, they start to warm up. There gets another ball out of nowhere and pegs her again, which is iconic. So, so funny, so badass. And does all the volleyball? Are... Does volleyball give anybody else like a panic response? Back <laughs> um, to back no. to like high school. I, I loved that the the volleyball tournaments. I was actually quite fond of uh, wow. Okay, volleyball. it was like the, one of the only units I that I, I did enjoy. I used to just love diving around for the ball, so just. I mean, if you ask Travis Hurley, one, another, uh, of course, Lindenhurst legend, one of his memories that he still remembers from high school is when we were on the same gym volleyball team, and I dove for a ball and went right through <laughs> the, the, the door. The, door, that, like, yeah. the, the partition was down, <laughs> the door separating the, the courts, and I <laughs> went right through the door. Yeah. And up and I'm, I'm just such a sucker for a good tournament. Having happened. to do like a, a, a quarter-long round-robin tournament with your whole gym class is such a fun idea. Yeah, but that stupid mm. fucking asshole steroid salesman Muscarello didn't put me on the fucking all-star gym volleyball Every year. team. So I didn't get yeah, to I, yeah, yeah. See, no, that's that's the thing. It always, I could not could not get behind it. It was never fun to me. But the fact that well, we, we take an entire day off at the end of the year to to watch this all day is very funny. Yeah, yeah, and you that just go to the gym and watch people play volleyball yeah. all day, and yeah, like. I don't know. It, it was just an excuse for the the gym teachers to like play favorites and like exactly make all their jock friends miss yeah. a day of school and play volleyball. It's yeah, very weird very tradition. True. So there was never anything like John Tucker in like, those tournaments. No, so. yeah, no, true. we didn't have a John Tucker. There was not one single guy that was like the man in Who's school. Who's closest? I guess I guess Scon. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I mean, he had the Kenny, Kenny Scon, or or either of the Scon brothers, probably. Yeah. Um, Man, I didn't think we'd have a Kenny Scon shout out on the, uh, <laughs> on the podcast today. Um, so Kate's going to catch a stray volleyball to the face. It's madness now. All the girls are fighting. Uh, very, very fun fight scene. They just keep throwing volleyballs and slapping the each volleyball other. Volleyball sound effects uh, are so funny. They're so very loud. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible audio editing by anybody that did that. Yeah, bang, I love when bang, Beth takes the bang. whole... <laughs> foing, foing. <laughs> Beth just takes the whole bin of balls, starts shoving it towards the girl. Uh, I love the quick cut to Lucretia and her girls just watching it down, go down in silence. Mm-hmm. And yep. So Kate steals the whistle, blows, yells at the girls. She's like, John Tucker's cheating on all of you. Instead of taking it out on him, you're taking, you're beating the shit out of each other. Uh, love it. Win for pheasant, feminism here. Girl from power. Yeah. Yes, girl, girl Pure power. Pure girl power. And then the gym teacher gives all the girls attention. Uh, for some reason, Kate's going to get roped in, but uh, the, the other girls don't even know who the hell she That's is. Why. So, No so shit what? allowed. She, she said shit. She's like, no, you can't curse. And you're in detention, too. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Of course. Can't say shit. Yeah, you should hear what the students are saying these days. They're saying motherfucker. Everyone will be getting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're saying they're saying mucka mucka. <laughs> Everyone will be getting <laughs> detention. So. The school bell rings, and oh my god, it is a long-haired Penn Badgley, and he's singing I Want You to Want Me by Cheap oh, Trick. Oh, that poor guy. And, oh. like, 
not just singing it, but like belting it in the middle of the library without any shame uh, until he sees mm-hmm. Kate. He seems he seems embarrassed, but she gets it because it's a cheap trick. I can't believe they ever let that guy on screen with hair that long. It's terrible. Oh my goodness! It's such right, a shame. hair that long and shame. sideburns that short. Hey, uh, I was gonna say. Even though the hair is wild in, in this movie, we still get the classic Penn Badgley sideburns. Mm-hmm. Gotta have the sideburns. Wait, you know what? I didn't know why you picked this movie because I had no idea that he was in it. And then when he came on stage, I was uh, on stage. <laughs> on stage. When he came on screen, I was like, he entered stage there right. he is. There, there he is. is. It's Penn Badgley. He said, okay, John Tucker must die. Interesting choice, but does, I'll watch it. Sure, does sure. anyone like Cheap Trick that much? Do you, are you guys fond of this Cheap Trick song? Um, um, yes. I think no, I this like it too. Two songs. This song's good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Mommy's all right. That's a banger. Mommy's yeah. all right. They Reminds me, <laughs> Remind me of Guitar Hero. Um, no, but I want you to want me is a classic song. I yeah. I don't. Yeah. This song is like always stuck in my head. I'm say, like I will be the pen badge just belting this song out in a random library. Like, and I think it's. I think it's in like a, a lot of like it's used a lot in like pop culture. The first time I heard this song mm-hmm. was the cover they use on the movie uh, "The Ten Things I Hate About You," and I mm. like it. I, I so I think there's a lot of really good versions of this song. So yeah, big fan of the "I Want You to Want Me." Brendan, you, you seem like you're a cheap trick uh, skeptic. Well, I think we need the two songs that I would like. So I'm, I, I think overall I'm I a skeptic on the band that they don't have much more than the two hits. But yeah, I want you to want me. Undisputed no, that was good. Classic. I, that okay, that genre music, like the hair metal adjacent bands from the 80s remind me a lot of Adventureland just because I, I <clears throat> growing up I, I feel like there was a lot of 80s pop music that was on the loudspeakers back sure then. you give you give Paul the ox and he's oh, gonna yeah. be putting on some some <laughs> 80s classics um, so like Penn's look and his loud singing in the library made me think uh, he was like a completely different type of type of character but once he starts having a conversation with Kate he seems like the same old Dan Humphrey yeah that's <laughs> I think Nicole was in the other room and she just hears him talking and in the cadence that he always does, like, oh, there's Dan. Yes, yeah, there, there's that Penn Badgley cadence, yeah. and like Adam Brody, he's just uh, the same guy. Great Adam Brody, yeah, that's right. They, they have, they have their way about them, and they're, they're not going to deviate. And you know what? Why, why mess with what works? <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. after some um, awkward silence, he introduces himself as Scott. Uh, he actually recognizes Kate, uh, the only person I guess that doesn't uh, see her as invisible. And, you know, they seem they seem like they're having a nice meet-cute already, so I'm shipping them off the bat here. And then uh, Nate sees John Tucker in the window and reacts by groaning. And Scott is surprised because that is not usually the reaction John gets from girls. And he demonstrates the reaction that John usually gets from girls by, like, moaning and making straight noises. This is his strange noises. This is this is his brother, mind you. He's like, yeah, usually when girls see my brother, they're like, oh, oh. Like, okay, weirdo. Like, what? Can you imagine <laughs> Oh, you know, usually when people see my sister Tierney, <laughs> they go, oh. <laughs> you know, Brandon, if there was anyone that would that's say something like that, I feel like it would be you. Yeah, I wasn't was saying it. Yeah, I just, I just say that about myself. That's what I say. <laughs> so, <laughs> Scott agrees that he can be a jerk, and Kate is surprised because she, uh, she thought John Tucker was their god. And Scott's like, ah, close. He's actually my older brother. So Scott is the other Tucker, and... He's like, oh, so you mean I'm the loser, Tucker? And Kate's like stumbling over her words, and uh, Just say yeah. you know, he's like, oh, so you mean I'm because not that's hot, exactly buff. exactly yeah. what she meant, yeah. exactly, or capable of inciting an all-girl smackdown, uh, really selling himself short here. I mean, uh, he does need to figure out his hair in this movie, but he is still Penn Badgley. Yeah, he's still got the jaws, mm-hmm. the chisel. Yeah, that baby. jaw, that jawline uh, cannot be defeated. Can't quit. Uh, but he seems to take this in stride, and uh, he, he's going to joke to her a little bit on his way out. Um, 
Heather wants to talk to John Tucker. She confronts him about uh, all of his double and triple dealing here. And he, of course, deflects and is like, why would you believe that? And he's going to be able to charm her right back to his side, uh, calls the other girls jealous of what they have. But when we go to detention here, Heather is going to inform the other girls that they're just jealous and all the things that John told her. But Beth and Carrie are able to finish her sentences because uh, it's the same bullshit that he has told them. So uh, pretty damning here that he has uh, used the same lines on all three of his girlfriends. He's good. He's pretty good. I, I agree. And so they, they all they all think they have something special with John. Uh, Beth and John share their vegan slash nonviolent outlook on life. I love her. Vegan and nonviolent. What a what a saint. So she's, she's seems like the only my one favorite has, character. Yeah, I, I love she's her. She's the only one that has anything actual like, going on for her. She's different than just like the the other two are kind of lump just into the three of them like they don't really do yeah. much for me right it was it was weird to me like trying to picture them the three of them being in separate like groups at school like the cheerleader character maybe but like the head of the TV station yeah. and the like activist there's no way that they're not like you know working together on something yeah. or like sharing like ideas. You would think so. And then once it once they like form this new super click with each other, they're they, yeah. they, they have chemistry like they've been uh, like like they've yeah, been hanging really out with each like, other yeah, for years. All, yeah. Forever, yeah. So this is when Heather calls her a hippie slut, which is so unfair. And then uh the girls are gonna start arguing again about who is best for John, who he likes best, until Kate has to yell at them to shut up and starts putting them in their place. Uh, she, you know, she knows the whole thing. He calls them pet names, not out of affection, but so that he doesn't mix up their names. Uh, he's all about an unspoken bond, but never about a relationship. And the whole arrangement was your idea, so you feel guilty he cheated. So uh, apparently Kate knew a guy like him, uh, Skip, one of the many Skips that, that she knows from her mom. And Kate is going to call to action, the girls to get even. Uh, these girls still don't know who Kate is. Always a fun running joke when uh, someone doesn't know, like, when a bunch of characters don't know who one character is. Yes, exactly. And so, um, so (laughs) Beth is asking like who she is. Was she the one who got taken away to rehab or taken away for bulimia or taken away for fat camp? But no, Kate is none of those girls. Uh, so she, I guess this introduces herself to them and, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be the new super click here. What a super click it is. Yeah. And I thought that it was fitting with, you know, the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, Taylor Swift news. Go on. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you know, like Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are getting a divorce, but sure. Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner go out to dinner one night and the next day Sophie Turner is suing Joe Jonas. <laughs> Something, yeah, you, know you know, they're forming a girl gang. <laughs> I bet they wow. watched John Tucker Must Die they that must night. Have after dinner. Maybe they did. Sure. You guys ever feel um, like you you would you want to go to a fat camp? I feel like I would really enjoy going to a fat camp. I think it's partially. Well, just, that, I think heavyweights is say anything movie, too offensive right now. Heavyweights is just such a fun that movie. That movie makes it look fun. It heavyweights really that that movie made it look fun. I think if, yeah. Never seen heavyweights. I think we should all put on like Robin Williams type <laughs> fat suits and try to go to to a fat camp. Does Robin Williams have a brand of fat suits? I think like, <laughs> they're still running. I think like the Mrs. Doubtfire. I think he she's a little heftier no. than, than he is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's all go to fat camp and do Mrs. Doubtfire impressions. <laughs> Hello, dear. It could be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so happy to be at fat camp. Wait, but isn't is Ben Filler in heavyweight? Or am yes, I he thinking is, of? Yes, he is. He's like the, the villain. okay, yeah. 
He's basically yeah, a character yeah. in that that he doesn't have a Gilmore, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah, and in that Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball, yeah. That movie I've also seen. <laughs> movie that I don't think holds up, but Dodgeball? still one of my favorite, all-time favorites. Yeah. I haven't seen it since we I, I visited you in Albany back when Pete was allegedly hooking up with a girl. <laughs> allegedly? What do, we, what do you mean? We kissed like seven times during that movie. <laughs> Pete, I was, okay. watching, I was watching that more than the movie, and I didn't see a peep. <laughs> It was like one of the first weekends of freshman year of college. Yeah, I don't it was think, like before we had friends. I don't wow. think anything. I did not see any freaking. It's a long time sheets. ago. If there's any rustling yeah. under the sheets, it was Pete fucking farting. Oh my god, <laughs> you're really calling out Pete here, knowing that he doesn't make it this far into the podcast. Exactly, I'm safe. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kate's at home now, and Mom is going to tell her that she has a friend at the door. It is Carrie. Don't know how Carrie knows where Kate lives, but she's there. And Heather and Beth are also going to come through. Uh, Beth is usually against the slaughter of animals, but she'll make an exception for John Tucker. Uh, again, you know, th- this kind of super team here of all, all these all these actresses from other teen dramas and such. Very excited to see them come together now. And Kate has brought them together. So Kate has <laughs> to be the one that leads them through this. Uh, again, gotta love a call to action. Uh, Beth agrees, and we, we have our premise for the movie. This was confusing to me because I thought that they had already decided this, like, at right. detention. Uh-huh. And yeah, they I didn't know that, that then they forgot who she was between then and now. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. needed a reminder. Yeah, they just so they show up at her house and have like pretty close to the same conversation that they had <laughs> at detention. And right. then it just cuts to them at school the next day. Like there was nothing nothing happened. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think it they needed an, another try at John Tucker, like, wait, maybe he is okay. Just to prove how big of a villain he is, and then like, wait a second, okay, let's let's not get duped by this guy again, right? Sure, sure, we'll go with not that. to defend this um, bad so, movie. But. So they so they <laughs> head to the they head to the learning center, and so much like in Mean Girls, they are going to come up with a plan to take down uh, the person at the top. And uh, since John's whole game is that he always has a date, they need to make him undateable. Uh, much like, you know, he's getting the Regina George treatment. And mm. uh, Beth Beth has an idea, which involves uh, getting John shirtless in the woods. I don't, Did this come yeah. out before Mean Girls? No, after. Mean Girls is 2004. So this comes out two oh, wow. years after Mean Girls, and there are a, a huh. lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, but Mean Girls is, like, so much better. Well, yeah, that that is not being disputed here. Um, I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah, um, yeah. This is like the I poor just didn't man's realize, I didn't realize the similarities until you pointed it out. It's like kind of the same. Pl- I mean, there's obviously a little different. Like, obviously, you know, John Tucker is is a fuck boy, and Regina George is is a mean girl. But like, it's kind of similar. Where like Kate is yeah. the Lindsay Lohan character. She's gonna. You know, yeah, she she. Okay, yeah, no, it's totally the same movie. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. the, the motivation. They have, you have the Whoa. three girls. That, you have the three like little, uh, you know, plastics that she's teaming up with. Like it's, it's you have wow. the, the nobody to somebody. Yeah. So. Huh. You know, even uh, like John the speeches from the mothers too, like it's the same speech that the parents give Lindsay Lohan. About like yeah. don't lose sight of yourself. You have the scene at the end, which is like reminiscent to uh, the scene where Lindsay Lohan's at the at the dance, and she kind of has her big like a uh, moment where she realizes how she, how she's fucked up. So yeah, you know, <laughs> very mean girls. Yeah. But um, John is sure lightning doesn't strike They're, twice. No, I guess I guess not. Uh, they are they're having a little photo shoot here, and the whoever is playing the photographer is really acting his heart out with this part. I, I feel like Brendan oh, yeah. would have really. Uh, I would well love that. <laughs> 
And it's like, funny. Who, what's he saying? He's like, big storm, bigger, big bigger. Storm, big, make your arms trees. <laughs> big storm. Hates me, John. Hates me. Hates me. Hates me. <laughs> oh, yeah, John. No, pout. No, pout. Yeah. Pout for me, John. Yeah. It's funny because he looks like he's about to be normal, and then all of a sudden he starts going into that. <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they put this plan into into effect immediately. I don't know how they did this, but um, his photos are being used for genital herpes ads at the movie theater. <laughs> and also, I don't know how they knew he was going to be at that movie theater, how they got yeah. the up there. I, how did they make I, these, these These are the things that make this movie a lesser version of Mean Girls because like, the, the pranks are just like, ah, that's funny, but then we really break it down very quickly. It makes no sense how they got it there as soon as the yeah as soon as you think also, about it a little bit a it little makes bit. no sense yeah this that was a bit on friends too the same thing happened to joey oh yeah yeah how the herpes okay, thing so and this also was after friends so they're just ripping everything everything off. Off. yeah yeah he was like he like modeled it was like a oh, job wow. that so he like got drift with the whole joke yeah, either he modeled or it was like a commercial or something right right does, does but joey it was also like the win? same premise does Joey also win a Teen Responsibility Award award for his work against genital herpes? <laughs> no, I don't think so. no. <laughs> I do. Love, it does make sense that like John Tucker is a, always able to turn it around because when you are already the most popular guy in school, anything yeah. you do, you can like you're and you're, you have you're John parents. Tucker. That's why none. This is never like this exactly the same thing with Regina George where they're gonna like cut the holes in in, in her shirt right. and then it turns wow. into a fashion trend. Every, <laughs> everything it's like, everything. You can't take the most popular person down in school by embarrassing because they have no so shape it makes mm-hmm. right they're untouchable so you know he, he gets a smooch from a girl with a very noticeable mouth herpes <laughs> 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 so the girls are going to meet up again uh they are explaining to uh kate's hot mom how they can't take down john tucker you know we give him herpes they give him an award um, i noticed th- there's a lot of diet coke in this movie all the girls are drinking yeah. diet coke in their meetups it made yeah. me jealous i'm drinking a diet coke right now that's yeah. like Diet Coke is like a teen girl, like yeah. in the early two thousands. Like that's such such the vibe. Like my girls, my sister was a teenager in early two thousands, and she loved Diet Coke. Like how do they know? I think yeah, pretty girls drink Diet Coke. Just, I think that is a fact. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so we discover that Heather is taking estrogen, even though they torture innocent horses to make that. Um, and Heather steals it from her mom to get bigger boobs. I don't think the science in that is yeah. correct, but I, I'm not positive. But um... I don't think so either. I was thinking pretty hard about this as I was watching because this this was like the most disturbing part of the movie for me. But at least like, like, they, all their friends whole... call her out. And we're like, hey, like that, that's not good for you. Even if, whatever whatever they do say is like something along the lines of like it fucks with your hormones and like you won't naturally produce it or whatever. Yeah. Like it could be true, yeah. but even if that's not true, you, you definitely shouldn't be taking like supplements like that willy nilly. Yeah. Don't yeah, try this at home. Disclaimer: not As yeah. a teenager, yeah. So, Kate asks, "What's more terrifying to men and not being manly?" As she holds up the estrogen bottle, uh, thank God Heather randomly takes estrogen, so they can make this happen. I guess. Right. And then <laughs> also by that logic too, I'm thinking about this more now. If the, if estrogen made your boobs bigger, then taking testosterone just make your dick bigger. Right. And, and I've been taking testosterone for years, and yeah. Still not seeing any results. Yeah. So something's something's not. The math isn't working out here. <laughs> so, um. But this is like at this point, I was like, this is really like messed up that they're gonna do what they're about to do to him. And I feel like the pranks just got like more severe after that. Like, if there were any <laughs> kind of consequences for any of the things that they did to this guy, like. <laughs> 
it's pretty bad. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely not things that uh, people should should be doing. But, I, you know, they kind of justify it with, like, John Tucker's an asshole. So we, we yeah. have every right to give him estrogen. It, the way they do it, too, I, I don't know if you're about to get into it, but they pour pills into, like, his protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, doubles up yeah. the and, Yeah, and he's just, like, pounding protein shakes in the middle of his practice? Like, oh, coach, yes. I got to bulk yeah, up. Like, coach, well, you're doing a scrimmage right now, so you're just going to pound an entire shake and then get back to work? His yeah. coach recommended to a teenage boy. <laughs> so up, he's buddy. now chugging the estrogen-spiked doses. And so a little break in this. Scott is going to approach Kate in chemistry, and he needs a lab partner because his uh, partner, Alex, got burnt. And J- Kate jokingly asked how Alex got burnt, but like I wouldn't joke about that since Penn Badgley plays uh, sociopaths in all his other projects. I <laughs> I have to assume that uh, he purposely set his lab partner on fire so he could get with a girl. Like I 100% believe that to be the canon of this uh-huh. film. Or Alex just never even existed. Yeah, that we, did, we never saw that person. Oh, yeah. We, right? we never see Alex. Um, so basketball game here the the guy is on the other team is getting rough on the court with john uh john doesn't like it because his breasts are very sensitive today and <laughs> so what do you think of this line that the the uh, guy on the other team says he tells john if i wanted to listen to an asshole i would have farted it's <laughs> pretty good I really, I just i think it's pretty dumb but what i love is john's response where he just uh very sincerely says that's an awful thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. estrogen makes you like like very sincere and like yeah. very earnest. This, this whole thing, I, the, no, I was this, cringing this watching one, yeah. this part because oh. it was just like so 2006, like yes. the idea that this is what would happen to you immediately after. This is like, like men in their 40s writing like yes. jokes about a girl. Yeah. <laughs> He asks his his buddy if his thighs look fat in the shorts. Again, I have to imagine this isn't how estrogen works. But (laughs) (laughs) and and now John Tucker also sucks at basketball. um, And like a minute left in the game, and John Tucker tries to posterize this guy who is clearly a forty-year-old man playing high school basketball. (laughs) And John Tucker is just going to wipe out on the floor. And he cries that he can't finish the game. He's anxious and this bloated. Is what girls and his nipples are. hurt. This is exactly then, what a girl is. <laughs> yeah, this is what a girl playing basketball would look like. And As a woman, his, it's accurate. Yes, and, and <laughs> okay, his, his coach calls him a pansy ass and orders him to finish <laughs> the game. Don't think that would fly <laughs> today. And John takes a stand. Uh, I think he's supposed to be crying now, but uh, Jesse Metcalf is not the best cry actor. He gave us one of the. Uh... <laughs> so the girls are feeling themselves at this point uh john tucker has fallen from grace since he's a big cryberry baby who sucks at basketball now but a girl comes up to him at the locker and tells him what he did yesterday was the most courageous thing a man can do and she gives him her card to call her peer counseling number and like i was gonna say i bet there's plenty of girls that would like a hot guy who's in touch with his feelings mm-hmm. yeah and that's exactly what happened yeah okay john tucker yeah but play. also it's like if I had seen that happen to somebody on a basketball court, I wouldn't think that they were in touch with their feelings. I'd think that they were having some kind of like <laughs> mental health crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But you'd still be horny for him for that. <laughs> yeah, probably because it's John Tucker. Right. So, you know, what He's... can you do? <laughs> oh, he needs so much so... therapy. I love it. Yeah, he's been getting pure counseling. And this 
apparently, like shockingly, uh, leads him to breaking up with all three of his girlfriends, and they all uh, respectively <laughs> slap the shit out of him. He's becoming a more so, well-rounded guy by all, all of the bullying he's been getting. They're really, uh, you know, they're molding him, accidentally making him into a better person. Yeah. And so the girls reconvene after all getting dumped. They, they, um, you know, they, at least they have each other now, and. Beth is depressed, both that she couldn't enjoy the breakup sex and because uh, she ate, ate meat for him. So a little bit of a sellout here uh, as this uh, yeah. as, as the vegan. But It is funny that they still um, want to still be dating him during this whole process, yeah. though. <laughs> and so uh, they, instead of trying to get back at them, the new plan is to uh, – they think they should just break his heart. But uh, John Tucker has already broken up with everybody, but not – Everybody. So the new plan now is for Kate to pretend to date John Tucker. Uh, the girls understand that uh, she probably doesn't feel like she can do this, but they are going to combine all of their talents to make this work. And they are going to make John Tucker fall in love with Kate. With uh, Kate, you know, even a loser. Could, yeah, even a even an <laughs> ugly loser like Britney Snow. Um, I love the plan. I, I you know, I, obviously, obviously, it's it's going to work wonders. They like pretty effortlessly are going to make him fall in love with Kate, but. Uh, She's hesitant at first, but they guilt her into it by saying that their hearts were crushed because of her. And uh, also, Heather's mom looks like Bernie Mac now because they stole all of her estrogen. insane. That's kind of was, funny. Uh, was Bernie Mac still with us? At the time? I, 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 I want to say he must have been. I think so. It? Yeah, I think it was like 2009, 2010. So it was around this time when, he, uh, when the great Bernie Mac unfortunately passes. I am trying to find his wikipedia page but uh google is not cooperating with me um, i think that died... anytime anyone has like ref- wants to reference someone with a beard they say oh you look like bernie mac <laughs> he died august 9th 2008 so uh we oh, still have a wow. couple more years of mac at this point thank god a couple more mac years a couple more mac years um i watched i never i you know seen a couple episodes of the bernie mac show but uh what i remembered him most was from the uh uh, Mr. 3000, of course. Oh, yeah. A very frustrating movie. Because he doesn't get the 3000 hits. No, and he doesn't get it because of a blown call by the umpire. Which yeah, I, I, I remember being pissed off at, even in the theater, too. It's very, it's very frustrating. Oh, so, no, I was so mad in the theaters. Yeah. And they, Baseball. And they cheer for third place. It's bullshit. And then he bunts. Spoilers. It's such horseshit. And then he opens an ice cream truck called Mr. 2999. <laughs> It is a little. I don't know why I remember so much about this. I don't know why I remember so much about this movie. I see. I do love the move of getting three thousand hits and immediately retiring. I think that's. I think more people should do that. Okay. Well, I think it's it's a hard number to get to in general. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, (laughs) so first step for the new plan: he joins the cheerleading team. Uh, this is very funny. Heather, like, kicks one of the girls off the team, even though she was about to heal from her sprained ankle. Uh, Heather does not give a shit. <laughs> and so, uh, Kate, obviously uh, not the best cheerleader. Uh, Heather is going to have to teach her how to walk with attitude. And apparently it works, because even though she uh, is being a dork, uh, John John is going to find her cute. And She's Heather, Heather her tells... ass in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Heather tells John that it's not going to happen because she's not into high school boys, and the seed has been planted. Ooh. I feel like this movie would have been it, so much of it would have been it would have made more sense if they were in college. Okay. Why I feel that? like that's a problem with a lot of like teen movies. I don't know, just because they look like they're in college, okay, like they that's look true, like they're yeah. like thirty, and like a lot of it is like the things that they're doing, they're or they're talking about, like 
it just feels like it would make so much more sense if they were college students instead of teenagers. There should be more college shows and movies. I think that is, uh, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Then you can go full R and it makes sense and it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. Yes, that was my main concern as well. Yeah. I mean, like, some of the best <laughs> stuff in Sex Lives of College Girls, I'll never forget, like, laughing as hard as I did <laughs> during the... Um... And then saw the PG-13 rating and was like, come on! <laughs> come on! <laughs> in the season one, I think it was, uh, what's Timothy Chalamet's sister's character's name? I forget. Um... Gosh, uh, that's that's a very good question. Yeah. I can't, anyway, the first season where the the dorky of all all of the, the the four friends like absolutely goes to town with the hot guy, and there's just like a a whole minute montage of them just fucking so hard <laughs> in all these different positions, <laughs> and somehow it is just one of the funniest scenes in the whole the whole series. You know what? So we need more. We need more um, some real real hardcore sex scenes. It seems to be your yeah. main thesis here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what Jesse was saying before. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that that's what I was going for, but I support I support you. Kimberly. Yeah, I, Kimberly. Kimberly, Kimberly. Yeah, sex makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so we're going to have an emergency meeting in the bathroom and uh, in the movie. Not Brendan is not taking an emergency <laughs> meeting in the bathroom. Right now. Okay. <laughs> we, we took a break. We paused, up, we paused down so that Brendan <laughs> It happens more than you guys think. I just usually edit it out. But I usually take a mid-pod crank session because I get too overwhelmed. <laughs> so... Uh, we find out here that Kate hasn't dated anyone, even though she talked a big, a big game about dating skips before. It's really her mom that dated the skips. And girls are, you know, kind of freaking out. Kate's freaking out. But the girls calm her down, give her a pep talk. And Carrie is uh, excited that John called Kate cute. So they are going to give her pointers on pretty much how to neg John here. And so um, John talks to Kate in the hallway here. And Kate is taking the rule that they gave her of count to three before answering very seriously. Uh, but mm-hmm. the silence treatment seems to work because he asked her out to dinner. And uh, Kate turns him down. And we see that uh, John Tucker here is flustered and confused. It's working wonders. All she has to do is just not say a word. Yeah, I'm I think, tr- it's, I'm gonna try I think that. it's a pretty good method. Just like not speaking? Yeah. Um, yeah. She's kind of serious. Playing hard to get. I guess. I yeah, because, you know... You know, when a, when a woman doesn't reciprocate, it means she wants you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yes, that is that is what we are trained. That uh, <laughs> that if a woman says no, that she's just playing oh, hard she's to get. She's playing games. It's playing games. <laughs> Back in chemistry class, and uh, you know, now things will probably get interesting between Kate and Scott. Now that uh, Kate is going to be dating, we're trying to date Scott's brother. Um, Scott is working up the courage to uh, ask Kate out to a potential show, show, which is, uh, you know, kind of cute here. But then some random kid comes into class to deliver flowers to Kate, followed by a million other random guys, all with flowers for Kate, as the chemistry teacher is, like, yelling at them to get out of there. I love this guy who's just um, fruitlessly yelling at every person to, to get out of the class. And then John comes in over the loudspeaker and gives out his phone number. Uh, weird play. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's kind of like And there's, like, podcast. other girls in the class writing yeah. it down. Right, like I you don't. I feel like there was something you else know, he could have done here, but this is what he went with. I was I was disappointed that there wasn't more of the Scott character in the in the storyline because I felt that they had really good chemistry, and I know that yeah, it's yeah. like fabricated that way, like intentionally. Right. Mm-hmm. But like he was so much more interesting to me than 
John Tucker, and I wish that he was involved in it more. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, we get so much of him at the very beginning and the very end, but the middle is right. just like him yeah. kind of giving looks at her like, oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, not this isn't the, he, this isn't the sure nice girl he, that I knew. <laughs> wouldn't he have had at least a little bit of resentment towards his brother? Yeah, for like, sure. Like, for being so. the I, way that he is. I feel like he's just not close with his brother. Like, he just doesn't really talk to him. He lets him do his thing. So I, I, I guess they just don't. Yeah. They just don't. They, he doesn't. He just doesn't give a shit. Like he's, yeah, he's distanced so. himself from him. Um, so it turns out that Carrie has been documenting their efforts here uh, of Kate like turning down John and all of this. And uh, Heather is thrilled. She says, "Great, make a video. Maybe John will get a role in the OC." So a nice OC reference. Oh yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Um, so they are going to show everyone the real John Tucker and how they broke his heart. Uh, they want to record Kate telling John off, but uh, she's being very awkward about it. And Carrie tells her that. You know, this is to any guy out there who's ever lied to any girl. So Kate does it again. John Tucker, there's only one guy out there for me, but you are not him. So literally, as soon as this happened, immediately I'm thinking that because this is filmed, this is going to come back to haunt her in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. First thing I thought. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> yep, pretty, there's pretty literally no reason for them to record her saying this unless it is going it's going to come back to haunt her <laughs> later in the film. Yeah. Great. Storytelling I, I think, I think it does. Yeah, it, it does very good. No, I don't know if I would agree with that, but we'll get to it. <laughs> good, so, good. I feel like with this movie, out of all the movies we've done so far, uh, this one reminds me most of an episode of Gossip Girl. I, probably just because it takes place in high school. Yeah, out of all, out of all the films we've we've seen so far, definitely, I, I'd say Grinch at a close second. <laughs> but yeah, here, I'm with you. Roommate, classic college movie. Yeah, you know what. But not yeah. enough sex, though. In yeah, that movie. see, that was a movie. It would not have made sense if they were in high school. No, certainly not. Uh, yeah, no, no one made in high school. Unless you're at PCA. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where it should have taken place. <laughs> you have ripped that fucking belly button ring right out of Jalen <laughs> Spears's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, John talks to his brother for the first time all movie, uh, and he knows that Scott <laughs> is lab partners with Kate and asks him what her deal is, and. Scott is clearly caught off guard by this, and, you know, I bet he's not happy because we all know that he has a little crush on Kate. And, you know, I'd be pissed already if I was Scott. You know, John already gets everything he wants. Can't he, you know, can he leave Kate alone at the very least? But Mm -hmm. uh, Scott is going to tell John that Kate isn't her, his type. And he's like, girls are my type. (laughs) (laughs) She's a cool guy. She's different. She's not like other girls. She's not like the other girls, man. She's into old school Elvis Costello, and I'm she loves man. Elvis Costello. She's Eve not Eggers. like other girls. She's deep, man. Which, which, by the way, Elvis Costello is such a random, <laughs> random choice. <laughs> considering that, like, I think there is like th- they don't play an Elvis Costello song in the movie until like after, yeah, after right. they make mention of him. <laughs> It was random. I yeah, I no, you're right because really at, at, at first we meet him like listening to cheap tricks. So you think it would be something along those lines, but it was yeah. a random poll because we, you're saying we haven't heard anything from that guy. Yeah. So far. Yeah. What's the What's the coolest thing that a girl can be into? Apparently, Elvis Costello. But what According I wanted to, to a 40 year old right male writer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. What I wanted to comment on is that she's into podcasts in 2006. I that's pretty cool. Yes. That. yes. Yeah, that that stood out to me because that you had to like really look for them. Yeah, I didn't know you they know, existed back then. Everyone didn't have the, uh, yeah. the podcast app on their uh, on their phone. I guess you so. had to like buy yeah, it I on think, iTunes. I mean, or two, 
Uh, I think they were free. You could download them through iTunes, but gotcha. they were free. Right. Um, so it, it was like its own category. It just like wasn't separate from iTunes. You had to like sit now. down at your computer because like we didn't have phones that had capabilities of even downloading. Yeah. So like I guess you could download it onto your yeah. iPod probably if you wanted to take the time to do that. Yeah. Or like or I guess I don't know how it would work on MP3 players. I know that our library had like you could find podcasts like through their website somehow Whoa. but it was like through a flash player interesting like it was complicated it was not yeah. easy so good for her maybe she'll subscribe to our podcast <laughs> uh, now that it's she much really is different that. right she really is different but like right off the bat i'm like why is scott giving all this information to john now john is yeah. obviously just going to use that to his advantage uh he should have given him like ed intel instead yeah he should have been like yeah she's into you know, when, when guys make fart noises at her. So then, <laughs> she doesn't yeah. listen, like really listen to assholes. <laughs> Such an awful thing to say. <laughs> so Scott uh, immediately tells Kate that he's supposed to be uh, spying on her, which is great because now Kate knows that she can trust mm-hmm. him. Um, and yeah. Yeah. She calls him the worst spy in the world, uh, but he thinks he's the best spy in the world because he's chatting up the girl. And Scott and Kate, they, they have a moment here. He helps her with her bag, makes fun of her for being a cheerleader. So uh, they, they're still hitting it off here. Yeah. There's uh, such better chemistry between her and, and the brother. Of course, What's his yeah. name? John. I mean, she's going to, I yeah. mean, my head can, and she's going to end up with him at the end. I mean, they have their little moment yeah. at the end of the film. So, yeah. That was kind of weird, honestly, yeah. that they did not, like, it ended with, with them just being lab partners again. And that was supposed to be enough for us. I guess it was fine. I don't, we don't need to see them well, have crazy sex. We, like in sex wait for the college girls. But... Wait for the sequel. Is there a sequel? No. Okay. Yeah, John Tucker must die again. That I mean, sounds like a real movie. <laughs> so, all right, we're at the basketball game. Uh, Kate is afraid that she blew it with John, but he's going to come directly up to her mid-game to talk to her about a girl that won't pay attention to him. And uh, he's doing all of this while dribbling the ball. The coach is not, not too happy about that. Um and John gets the ball again with five seconds left, and he uses this time to ask Kate out again. And Kate's like, yeah, it's only to get you to shoot the ball. And he shoots it, scores the game winner. He's a hero. I don't know why she cares if he shoots the ball or not. She right? Right. Right? Was this part no, of the plan? No, shoot it. Oh, my God. Yeah, fine. All right, I'll go to the, I'll go to the what, game with you. Now, was her team ready for this to happen yet? Like, was she supposed to start dating him at some point? I, I, I guess, maybe. So, yeah, was yeah. the worst thing not to do? Unclear. Unclear. Yeah, I I don't think that they prepared her like specifically for that. There was a lot of instances where they weren't actually prepared for what was happening yeah, to her. Like, oh, he got you. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and I do think it's strange. Like, we're given no indication that she cares about like whether or not her high school's basketball team wins right. ever. I guess you have to assume so, that the whole school is very into it. It's their whole life. And if you're there, I mean, she's a yeah. new student. Care. There's no reason why she should be a diehard uh, Kodiak fan, which is an interesting yeah. name for Unless for she team. was just really leaning into being a brand new cheerleader. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. She got to keep <laughs> her up new appearance. personality. Yeah. So the girls are going to get Kate ready here. And, uh, you know, they're hooking her up with a hidden camera. They put it on her bra. And uh, I do like when Beth says, that's a terrible idea because he'll find it in five minutes. And then when it yeah. gets quiet, she's like, uh, or not. Like, finally, the <laughs> Beth is a slut running joke pays off because that was pretty funny. Right. <laughs> At least he's um, taking it about her. Herself. Yeah. You know. So they test out the boob cam. They're all having a great time. Um, 
So the, the, the plan is uh, the best chance at heartbreak will be to test him at the upcoming away game to make sure he's really into Kate. And they're, they're going to crush him at his birthday party because uh, John's birthday party is the biggest event of the year. It's like prom mixed with homecoming, mixed with the MTV Movie Awards. And now that they're in a new phase of the plan, Kate has some more tips and tricks to memorize. Uh, she's going to freak out. Um, and so, you know, they, they start to role play. They do some great John Tucker theater with, uh, you know, with the girls playing John and Kate playing Kate. And then uh, Kate finally is going to get the hang of it. So so they're ready to go now. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this new phase. Uh, and I guess she's about to start falling in love. Falling in love? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because what could go wrong? I, besides her falling, falling for her target. Uh, you know, Tales all the time. So, you're never supposed to fall for your for your target. No. Um, Classic spy rolls. <laughs> so yeah, so, so uh, Kate meets up with John at the beach, and everyone on the beach is just complimenting Kate, telling her she looks great. Even Becky from Student Council has kind words to say to her. And like, I do have to say, I love her outfit. I loved a lot of the outfits. It was like very 2006. Strangely enough, a lot of it is like what people would wear now too. And I also loved her bedroom decor. I don't know if we've really seen it yet, but like her bedroom, the color of her bedroom is like a periwinkle purpley blue that was just so everywhere in like 2006, like girl bedroom decor. It was so good. It was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't notice uh, how good the bedroom was, but you know, you're really selling it to me. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't love a good periwinkle room no who doesn't love a good periwinkle room um so even john is like wow it seems like i'm with the most popular girl in school so I, again the loser becoming popular very the movie very mean girls only two years after the mean girls movie was released and um they're gonna go to a fire like scott is watching them he's here too he's like what the fuck man i thought this girl was different she listens to elvis costello um, <laughs> i mean would it have been a good idea for Kate to like explain to Scott what she was doing, or is that too risky? I mean, we've already established that she she can she can trust him, so like I maybe he wouldn't know. have liked that she was doing. Yeah, like, maybe I don't know why. Yeah. he hates his brother, so I think if she said anything to him, he would have been like, "What what are you doing that for? That's mean." I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to see yeah. what side he, he would have been on. You gave my brother did. estrogen. <laughs> right. He gave off the vibe that he like. Maybe he's not super close with his brother, but he still, like, is his brother. Yeah. And, like, I feel like if she did say to him what they were doing, he probably would have, like, I don't know. Because he told her what John Tucker said to him. So We wouldn't need to have established, like, like, him hating his brother for a tour. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, he never even listens to Elvis Costello. (laughs) <laughs> I think would have made more sense because why wouldn't he feel like weirdly towards his brother for like, you know, <laughs> manipulating like all of the girls right. in their school. And that would have been a and, more convincing like, love triangle too with the two brothers and her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, Kate's going to talk into her boobs. She needs some help. Uh, she's supposed <laughs> to, she's supposed to meet, um, john at his truck 
So Beth is going to meet her at the truck, and she's going to give her some tips. Um, it's only going to be a kiss tonight because John keeps it PG-13 on night one. And Beth wants to know if Kate is a good kisser. She she doesn't know how anyone would know that. So Beth is like, well, do guys tell you you're a good kisser? And uh, unfortunately, this is how uh, Kate realizes she's a bad kisser. I don't know. Do, do people tell you guys that you are good kissers? Yeah, I'm not sure which way they meant I mean, this either. Like, So does, has no one told yeah. her that she is? Or if you're told that you are, that means that they're lying to you? No, I think the... the uh, the first part they're implying here that yeah that she's never been you know you're a good kisser because people are always telling yeah, I don't you think people are going after you're you and you're like, raving to you yeah yeah I mean, why would yeah. you just don't just I, I, I think if it happens a lot that means you're good at it because they like coming back for more unless all know. three of us are just bad yeah, yeah that, that's also i think what the audience is this getting is how we this is how we realize we're all <laughs> bad kissers <laughs> and so beth gives uh kate a pep talk but she's still nervous so beth is like oh my god i'm gonna have to show you myself aren't i and i mean I kind of think she just wanted to kiss Kate because she jumped into yeah, that. Google, she jumped to that. She really did. Quickly. That yeah. was a very Google sensual. Slut. That was Google like a little slutty vegan. <laughs> that was. She's like, kiss I, I saw. I have to show you how to kiss. I guess. I don't know if you and remember like, uh, Gagan at my one of my birthday parties back in Lindenhurst, where me and Pete were playing flip cup against four girls, and of course, every time we lost, we had to kiss, and we were trying to win so that we could get to see all four girls kiss. And most of the time, me and Pete kept losing. We kept kissing each other. But one of the few times we did get the girls to lose, um, Megan, Nicole, fiance of the pod, kissed. And it was one of the more sensual kisses I've ever seen. I think she enjoyed that probably more than she ever did in kissing me. And so, and Nicole is leaving you for Meg, correct? Um, I She hasn't said anything, but I know Meg's definitely invited. She's running wedding, out so. of time. Who knows? <laughs> running out of time. Who knows? Yeah, I, I feel like... I. It's so random that this happens. I feel like these forty-year-old male writers are like, "And let's just include something for daddy." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. Let's make it, the girls kiss. <laughs> I I thought it was, you know, this was another point where I was confused because I I thought like, oh, they're gonna say that like Kate is a lesbian, you know, no, like no, that, that, that's why she's like perfect person to be tricking john tucker because she couldn't actually have feelings for him because she isn't interested in men but they didn't do that no because it was 2006 yeah instead we just get some little perv watching them kiss (laughs) yeah another person that could have been played by me (laughs) (laughs) no audition needed you were qualified for it (laughs) right off the bat yep And so, and so John comes back. Uh, Beth doesn't have time to get out of the truck, so she hides in the back. And then they're like, "Slut in truck, slut in truck." Why do they have to? They love calling her that. that she's Poor girl. So, this was one of my favorite parts of the movie, though, when she's in the back of the truck and she finds someone else's bra. And at first, she's like, "Oh my god, this isn't mine!" And then she sees that it has a tag on it that says "100% hemp." Which is a sustainable fiber. And she's ah. like, ooh. And she tucks it into her sweatshirt. Like, she's <laughs> taking it home. Because it's like <laughs> it's like an eco-friendly bra. Yeah. I, that made me laugh out loud. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I love that as well. Um, so John is playing some Elvis Costello. Because Scott stupidly told John about her music taste. And it's <laughs> like working on her. She's, she's falling for the oldest trick in the book here. And so um, now we get Kate... Asks John to walk her to the door so that Beth has a chance to sneak out of the car. And John's like, listen, I'm going to be real with you. If I walk you to the door, I'd be too tempted to kiss you. So uh, I'm just going to say bye and head back to the car. Like, this is, I, 
think he's just a little too lazy to walk it. I mean, I guess it's a win-win. It's, it's like either. Honestly, it sounds like he kind of has to like take a shit. <laughs> I, I was going <laughs> to say he's too embarrassed to reveal his pants tent. So either way. <laughs> Either way, he gets a he either gets a kiss out of it, or he doesn't have to walk all the way to that door. To, to, <laughs> I'm walking the door, but I really got a shit. So <laughs> really he's funny. gonna head back to the car. But <laughs> stupid Beth has stupidly gotten stuck in the door, so Kate has to go off book and start kissing yeah. him. And then the sprinklers go go off, and then the boob camera breaks, so Kate doesn't have mm-hmm. help from the girl. And he gets the electric so, kiss. You guess the electric, oh, yeah. the titular <laughs> electric Got a touch. Feeling you're electric. Yeah. yeah, but it's like he he probably walked away from that kiss thinking like, wow, she was like, she was really into that. She was like jittery after that kiss. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then she's actually just being electric shocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Kate and her mom are in the kitchen now, post date. And Kate's mom is going to be like weirdly judgmental. She's like, oh, this isn't a yeah. good idea. Uh, yeah. For someone who leaves town every time they right. go through breakup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see you get hurt. I wouldn't want to have to fucking move again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, I would never come to you for advice about this. So uh, <laughs> so that, that's enough of that. And, I mean, she's being kind of bitchy, but, like, it's not like she's wrong. But yeah. her mom asked her when she got like this, and she's like, the old you wouldn't like, like very what? much. I don't know what she was talking like, about. This, this, talking? This, is like, yeah. so this conversation versus the Mean Girls conversation. The Mean Girls one was fully earned because... Lizzie Lohan did become a mean girl. Right. Kate here and has enough, been the same the whole time. She just has friends now. And there was enough like um, setup in Mean Girls where you see what she's like with her parents before she becomes a mean girl. Right, right. That when she is a mean girl, you're like, oh yeah, she's no, she's totally changed. But yeah. like, there wasn't enough interaction between her and her mom prior no. for us to even know like what 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 does she go to you for advice or like how do you two interact with each other yeah, outside and, of right. like and her mom immediately just bombarded her yeah out of nowhere and then before like she goes to bed her mom's like be careful who you pretend to be i would hate for you to forget who you are like shut the fuck up like, hey, what are you talking about <laughs> so she she sends one man home and all of a sudden she like has her life together. <laughs> I'm an expert on this. I'm an expert yeah. on dating now. You're, yeah. You're, so uh, the girls the girls are together again. I think they're, they're, I I hope at least that they were playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. They might have been playing skate. I didn't even know. But I prefer to think that it was Tony Hawk. Hell yeah. Love so, Tony Hawk. Of course. What game system was it though? Because I couldn't no tell idea. what those what those uh, controllers were. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the uh, station was that people were using in 2006. But mm, 2006 so, must have been PS2. Yeah, they no. just didn't look like they didn't look like PS2. Yeah, I, I was playing. I was doing PS2 in 2006. Yeah, no, because PS2 was, either... was like PS2 was like the same era as GameCube, wasn't it? Yeah, GameCube that came out in yeah. 2001. Right. Yeah. So that's five years before 2006. Surely 2006. I guess, well, I guess we yeah, had but... come out. 2005. We comes out in like uh, 2007, I think. 2006, yeah. 2007. Okay. But also, I I know, like, I got a GameCube after I got a PS2. And, like, my brother had a PS2. Yeah, PS2 was before, before that. It was the same era, but it was definitely before. The PS2 I remember, was uh, 2002. I remember buying so much Gogurt because there was a thing where, like, 
you you drink a gogurt and then like it would say if you want a PlayStation Two or not after you after you finish the gogurt. So I was like getting hopped up on gogurt in second grade every day. <laughs> I never won that PlayStation well, Two though. You know what though? Because there was the fat PS Two, and then a few years later there was the skinny PS Two. Yeah, right. The PS Two went to Fat Camp. <laughs> <laughs> went to meet Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so <coughs> John calls uh, Kate already and she plays it perfectly. Like she has this man right where she wants him. He, he's basically begging for her to be free on Saturday. He's also driven to her house for some reason. Oh to yeah. What, what was yeah. that? Like I'm going to call this girl, but I'm also going to park right outside her house. It so seemed I, like, like they, like, he asked her what she's doing on a Saturday and she's like, uh, he, she said she was busy and then he's like, okay, you're, you're busy. And then he went to go make sure she was actually doing something and he caught her sort of. Right. That's a weird move. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. That's weird. I didn't explain like, it, but that's kind of what I got. Here? Like, oh, how, how's your? Because he said, the, uh, "Did you end up doing those plans or something like that?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Right. Mm. So like, yeah, and she was like, also... "Oh, I just got in." Right, and this also like Kate fucks with him by telling him, "Oh, some creep is outside my house in a jeep. We're, you know, we're just gonna call the cops on him." But she was just in this man's car, so if she saw the jeep, wouldn't mm-hmm. she recognize it? No, she did. Yeah, and he, he knows like, she a did, very... but shouldn't John Tucker be thinking like? She knows what my Jeep looks like. Why is she pretending like yeah. she doesn't know whose Jeep this is? Well, he has such a distinct car, too, because it's bright red. Right. <laughs> like, there's no way. I, he's, I think he's stupid for thinking that she didn't realize that it was him. Right, exactly. That is my point, yes. I think he was just a little then, bit yeah. like a bit nervous about being caught, so he wasn't thinking straight. But yeah, he gets, very, like he gets very... Very flustered as he crashes into some garbage cans while driving away. Very, very me-coded here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Touch me crashing into anything and everything as I pull out of parking spots. After I catch you outside of my house. Yeah. yeah of... <laughs> Brendan, are we podcasting tonight? Oh, you have other plans. Okay. Um... <laughs> sure it is. Right. I see some minivan with a bunch of dents on it outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> so... Kate and John finally go on a real date, and uh, Kate thought he was going to bring her to her, to his favorite restaurant, but instead he takes her somewhere special. Uh, we stop at the restaurant first to, to circle back to Kate's coworker, uh, who was crying earlier. She sees them and just fucking <laughs> loses it. She drops all the plates she's holding. She starts gasping and sobbing. It is very funny. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. That poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> How many times has she seen him come in there? I know. on dates he probably doesn't recognize her and so john takes kate on the boat and the girls can't believe it they've never been on the boat uh carrie loses the signal and they're afraid that kate can't handle this so they they take a tiny little motorboat to try to catch them and then their engine dies and now they're just like randomly stranded in whatever body of water this is with no cell service and for some reason, AAA would rescue them. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, this was supposed to be like I, a funny bit, world. and it was just uh, really stupid. Yeah, but then also, like, they never talk about it again. <laughs> right, they're so safe. We don't, we don't, don't worry, know. they're good. This isn't we resolved, right? No. We don't, we don't revisit that. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, we're stranded in a boat now. And then the next scene, they're just, like, back in the house. Like, what? Yeah. Maybe the John Tucker boat sees him and was like, hey, what do you guys, you know what? Just get in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John Tucker can't stop praising Kate about how great she is and how lucky he is to be on a date with her. And he admits that sometimes he can come on too strong, but he doesn't know who else to be. So, I guess, like, we're starting to see, the, I guess, the more human side of John Tucker now. I guess the question is, are we supposed to be rooting for John Tucker at this point? Is, is he a redeemable yeah. character? 
I don't know. It, it, it's weird because he's starting to really like her, and she's starting to like him. And I, I think the person he's starting to like is more or less Kate. Like she's not really pretending to be anyone else. Yeah, she's, right. she's just not yeah. talking all that much. He's at, just at a cheerleader. She, and yeah, at this point, she is fully having conversations with him. So I guess the only thing that she's lying about is that she's not a cheerleader, and that and the reason why they met in the first place, I guess, is fictional. Yeah. But I don't know. It's kind yeah. Of and like he's he's the reason why they're like unprepared for all the situations that she's in is because he's being genuinely different towards her right. than he was towards all the other girls. And they just don't believe. And it. so yeah, so it it's like he he is really interested in her and she maybe might actually be interested in him. Like it was hard for me to tell right. if she like if she wasn't supposed to be taking him down, would she actually be like leaning into it with him? I think she you know she might be. be. I yeah, think I think it. she's just a little bit uh, on edge because she knows what he's capable of. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Kate, Kate returns to home base, and uh, the girls are noticeably not stranded in a boat. They are just back here, <laughs> and so they want Kate to spill about what happened. And Carrie is ready to push the plan forward now. They want to see how far Kate can push him at the away game. But Beth can tell that Kate has officially fallen uh, for John Tucker. This was not part of the plan. And so, of course, Kate denies it. But the girls need her to not lose focus. So Beth is going to tell her, you know, they all fell for his bullshit. But there's no way to tell what he's actually thinking. Unless. And then Carrie takes the camera and reports from behind enemy lines. She is in the boys' locker room. And as happens in any boys' locker room, all the guys come in and just immediately start making farting noises. And it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's literally just nonstop farts. It's like, come on, how <laughs> like basic? <laughs> like, come on. Like, I've been in locker rooms in my day, and it's not like every guy just doesn't come in and just start farting. Oh, do you do you feel pigeonhole, pigeonholed here? If <laughs> you feel misrepresented. Yes, I, I, it's insane that my, my my most famous locker room memory with you is you ripping ass in the locker room anyway. So I, I want to say it's true. Listen, I'm not saying that it never happens. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not all farts 100 percent of the time. Oh my god, who just ripped ass? Brendan, we gotta go. Brendan, move, move, move. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> Classic time. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. It smelled pretty bad. It's one of the worst so, parts of her smell. Like we haven't we haven't really uh, brought up John's seemingly kind of like best friend guy. This guy Tommy. Uh, he's gonna mm-hmm. ask John he's if he's gonna be his wingman tonight. He's eating a popcorn out of a giant helmet earlier in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, he asked John if he's gonna be his wingman tonight, but John actually wants to hang out with Kate. And then Tommy's going to smack talk John, tell him that he better have tapped that by now. But John tells him that great things take time, and, and all the guys make fun of him for being whipped, of course, as they whip him with towels, until John finally tells them that at the away game, he's going to be scoring more than just baskets. He was so he was doing such a good job about being nice in front of well, I, I don't know where the turn happened in his head where he's like, you know what? i got to appease the crowd real quick. They were whipping him with towels. I don't towels. know where. I guess. You know what? He's yeah, a big like- thing. It calling, makes you calling wonder, someone whipped. It makes you wonder if he's actually a decent guy who's just like falling victim to like toxic masculinity and like trying to keep up with his bros. Or I, I, if he 
I think he's the bro to keep. Or if he actually just sucks. Yeah. When we do the big character (laughs) analysis of John Tucker, like we will really dig into this. We will look for evidence. We will. I think this is a little bit of a step back. I think he was making progress, but this is just a little bit of peer pressure. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think of this joke? Hydrogen and oxygen are getting a drink, and Gold walks in, and they say, "Hey, you, get out of the bar." Yeah, it's not a bad joke for chemistry class. I didn't get it until she explained it because I, I figured it was some sort of element, but I didn't know which one. You have to have a good, I, a good uh, knowledge of the periodic table. Well, yeah, that's why yeah, I went to chemistry class. I dropped out of chemistry class in high school to take marine biology instead, so it uh, went over my head. I didn't even know you could do uh, that. Classic dumb person class. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really fought for it. I famously tried I fought to take- for it. I tried to take forensic science my uh, either junior or senior year, and my guidance counselor said, "Aren't you smart for that?" Not to brag, Ken, I guess Ken, I was, Ken was the hardest one out of all the sciences we had to take. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. that was my worst. I think That's that was my why, worst regents grade. Yeah. I just complained enough to my guidance counselor, and eventually she was like, "All right, like, all right, let's stop it. Just shut up. You're not going to stop." <laughs> and you know, forty did not have the jokes that Kate had. Forty's jokes uh, were mainly. Gagala, sasa. <laughs> this is sounding like he's having a stroke. <laughs> was so I, I know that we're we're switching gears to physics here, and uh, again, bear with us, non-Lindenhurst residences. But Mr. Smith, he used to always yell like, "Doba," right? Yeah. Is "Doba" a physics term or just something that Mr. Smith was nonsensical? He's just trying to make a, a, a catchphrase out of it. Doba, yeah, you know, it keeps me up at night. I. I, I I remember him saying that I want, I want to know what Doba was. Yeah, uh, I've, yeah, I've never even heard him say that. You should message him. Wow. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll or ask him at McDonald's he this uh, Thanksgiving. He he's on I'll Twitter. Yeah, no, I know he is. I'll tweet at him when he's not uh, busy tweeting at your sister, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or anyone, anyone else's siblings. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Scott kind of laughs at the joke, but he's being a little standoffish, and he tells Kate that he's going to work with Alex today. And, mm. I mean, yes, Scott is being a little bit of an incel here, but also, like, what did Kate expect to happen when she's been flirting with this guy? And then she just yeah. starts dating his brother after claiming to not be into that type. Like, what did she think was going to happen? And in his defense, too, like, he probably has feelings for her, and he knows that, like, his, his brother is dating her now, and that it might be difficult for him to talk to her every day. Mm-hmm. So like, ah, I'm just gonna yeah, steer clear definitely. of you. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, heartbreaking lab partner breakup. But he's like the way he looks at her. There's like so much disappointment behind yeah, his eyes yeah. as he just like doesn't say anything and walks away. Like, ooh, I felt that Pen Badgley. Yeah, you know, Pen Badgley. He can act with his eyes. He can, oh, act, yeah. you know, he's just he's a gifted he's a gifted uh, and talented man. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Skip is at the door. Uh, he wants to know where, where Kate's mom is, and, and Kate can't believe she's going out with Skip again. Uh, she's probably afraid they're going to have to move again after after her mom gets dumped. Like, we they can't move right now. She's in the middle of this plan. Yeah, so, like, got like that is, show yeah. on the door to me was like, oh, fuck. We're moving soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Kate is going to take this opportunity to get some things off her chest. She tells her mom, no wonder she's so messed up. She's never actually seen a functional relationship. And... I am all for teens telling off their parents. And like, I'm sure she's had this bottle up for a while as well. Yeah. So 
Uh, Katie's mom tries to tell her this is none of her business, but Kate has had enough. She can't believe that her mom can't see how her dating nonstop jerks affects her. And uh, Kate leaves and tells Skip to lock the door when she sneaks out. Or when he sneaks out. But hey, that man is a pilot. Well, yes. <laughs> you, thought, I guess, I, <laughs> you can't tell if a pilot. No, you're right. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. I have do we really never know, do we really know the full extent of their relationship here? Maybe the terms of their relationship were that anytime he's, you know, got a layover, oh, he's yeah. going <clears> to <throat> lay under. Get laid over. <laughs> Isn't that a joke in the movie? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> We could have a bunch of. I knew, I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, basketball team has won semifinals, uh, and the girls are ready for the real game to begin. But Kate is having second thoughts. So the girls sit her down, show her the undercover footage of John Tucker proclaiming that he is going to be scoring more than baskets, and then we just hear all the guys, uncorker and porker, slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great play from Carrie here. Uh, gets Kate's head right back into the game. I just think all of them, when they do have sex, go, oh, yeah, slam dunk. When they slam get dunk. Uncork, uncorker and porker is pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty graphic. That. Pretty graphic. <laughs> and so, it's I mean, just locker room talk. What is she corked with? Yeah. Right? That's I didn't understand right. what that do meant. Do girls all like wear like puss plugs in this universe? I can't. I can't I'm speak for. from answering. Yeah, I can't speak for any of them. I don't know what world they live in. So, um, he changes into her underwear, and the girls are so excited at how hot she is. I, I guess they didn't realize she was hot until uh, she took off her clothes. I mean, Beth took the first opportunity she had to start making out with her, so she must have seen something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she knew. She, she had the scouting report. She knew. She knew. Um. Tommy sees that John gets a video chat from Kate, and so he's going to answer video it. Video chats automatically mean, like, oh, shit, she's going to be masturbating oh, on the screen. Yeah. Time for some nudes. <laughs> um, so Kate's being coached in this video by the three girls who are sitting on the bed and writing out, like, cue cards for her. Of course, of course, she's misreading them to add some comedy to the situation. And, mm-hmm. okay, I like how these girls have, like, become best friends based solely through their mutual hatred of a guy. It's pretty, it's pretty wholesome. Yeah. yeah. It happens the- more often than you'd think. Exactly. The lovely versus so, lonely joke got me. I'm so well, I'm so oh, the, lovely oh, yeah, right now. I'm so lo- I'm so lovely. <laughs> I'm just so lovely. Oh, that's nice. Okay, but their reactions to that they made it seem like it was a bigger like mistake than it was, but it makes sense. To Don't say, say lovely. That. Don't say lovely. <laughs> you idiot. Hang up. Hang up. Hang up. You hang blew up. Hold the whole Abort. <laughs> So Kate persuades John to sneak through the balcony so they can have some sexy time. But before he comes, Kate tells him that he got him a present under his bed. And he pulls out the thong. And she tells him that they're for him to wear. And uh, he is understandably confused. And so uh, he says he's never done that before. So Kate makes fun of him for being inexperienced. <laughs> and then she like really lays it on and tells him that if he does this little thing for her, then she'll do a lot for him. But if not, then it's getting late and she should get some sleep. And this, of course, works like a charm. Yeah, this is good. Of course. Good. She, Kate's really move. blossomed here and, is, and knows exactly how to play him. Oh, yeah. It's a classic move. Oh, who hasn't pulled this off before? And exactly. So John is sneaking <laughs> through the balcony. He successfully sneaks in and gets into Kate's bed wearing the wearing the uh, the red thong here. But unfortunately, Kate has given him the wrong room. And so he is in Coach Williams' room. 
And she freaks out, obviously, and blows her whistle, which she just has on her. And she drags John by his ear out into the hallway for everyone to see. And she brings him to his coach's room. And the coach yells at him in the middle of the hallway in front of everyone while people are snapping like, pictures. Like, really yells at him. Oh, yeah. Like, He's like, my motto is live and let live, but I can't handle this kind of weirdness this close to playoffs. Which, his whole motto is live and let live, but, like, wearing women's underwear is, is too much. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah. But this whole situation is, like... This, this very well handled by the staff. In the real real world, like this would be an awful awful situation. <laughs> like he scaled <laughs> the side of the building in a towel and yeah. then he's just in a teacher's hotel room like that yeah, no like that's... he gets yelled at but there's relatively no consequences for what for what he yeah. did. Yeah. They just like pinch his ear really hard. Like, there would be, like, a hearing. Like, he would be, you know, suspended for a while, potentially fake- facing expulsion. Yeah, like, sexual and, harassment and to the teacher. The teacher would have been under fire also. Yeah, like, like there would be... Like, how did he know a room to go to? Like, why did he go this there? Would be yeah. like, this would be, like, at the very least, a local news story. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This would have been on Patch. Something similar right. to this just <laughs> happened on uh, Modern Family when I was watching season two, I think. Ah, the golden age. Yeah, good times. <laughs> so everyone continues to laugh at him and take pictures. And, and then immediately I'm like, okay, again, someone as popular as John Tucker could spin this into being something cool and hilarious. Like, he could just mm-hmm. be like, can you believe what I just did? You should have seen the look on Coach Williams' face. And it does help, too. And when everyone sees you, you just like, look like you're fucking shredded. You're just hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Airbrush, tan, yeah. like, no blemishes what? anywhere on your body. Yeah, I mean, this is a dream for him. Like, every he gets to show off his his ripped bod to everyone. Yeah. And so, back at school, all, all the girls are showing John how his butt is their screensaver, which is a little inappropriate. But uh, <laughs> again, uh, you know, John's getting all this attention, and he goes into the gym to lead practice. And he tells everyone it's shirt versus skins. And when he takes his shirt off, he's still wearing the thong. And like I thought he would, he sells the fact that he's wearing a thong as an awesome thing that everyone should be doing. Uh, you know, being popular is so easy. You could you could get away with anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, look how aerodynamic you are, and just does like a double front flip slam dunk. This is the most <laughs> preposterous part of the movie. He dribbles the ball, still wearing the thong, obviously, and out of nowhere does a double front flip dunk. The most insane part of the movie. <laughs> How many really times do you movie? think he practiced that at home? <laughs> like, oh my I my first thought was that he just like got home from the big game and was practicing that nonstop up until that moment to recover yeah. from the hallway incident. I, I think this right. is one of the movies I've seen that like being like a sports adjacent movie that knows the least about the sport that's in it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think this movie only thinks that there's slam dunks in basketball that's the only way to score points <laughs> we're playing that trampoline dunk ball that uh that they play in montreal plays in, in uh yeah in one yeah <laughs> so everyone goes crazy they're just like that john tucker is the man again and he has the whole team wearing thongs and all of a sudden they can all jump as if they are on a trampoline and can do all kinds of flips and dunks like what what kind of movie are we watching like all realism has vanished like this is a, like it's not a realistic premise to to you know a certain extent but it is grounded in a certain extent of realism whereas now it is just on out the window where they're all just jumping, jumping like and flipping like gym, they're in a gymnasium <laughs> It's insane. That's the power of a good thong. Of a good thong, yeah. And now everyone in school the, the is wearing thongs. Like, uh, it was the your underwear that was restricting you from jumping this whole time. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
Banned so, from the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, there's a progression of shorts. I mean, it goes from short fair, shorts to long shorts and straight down to thongs in the NBA. And, uh, when, when Giambi was in his thong era, he was jumping like that. He was jumping from base to base. Like he, <laughs> he was fucking Super Mario brother. I like to hear Jason Giambi say, I'm in my thong era. <laughs> so, uh, Kate is not in the mood for for John's bullshit today. She's kind of giving him the cold shoulder, and John's like, I, I don't get it. Like, I was humiliated trying to get your attention, and I, I'm not working this hard just so I can get some action, which, you know, very romantic, very romantic sentiment here. And <laughs> But Kate throws the uncork and pork line at him, and John's like, it's mm-hmm. just locker room talk, you know? It, mm-hmm. I just talk like a pig so I don't sound whipped. And, like, I guess that's supposed to be an excuse, and... Uh, tells her that he's saying things he doesn't believe and doing things he doesn't understand and he put on a thong and scaled her building he's like i'm trying so hard but i'm out of place like she's really done a number on him yeah 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 and he, she, he's a fair. shell of a man she, yeah, she, she called him out for something he did say so this is this is all, all fair game yeah and he tells her that she's the one and he proves it to her by giving her his watch and then announces to the school that he's whipped which is an interesting gesture yeah, this is like yeah, a big deal. I thought so, we were supposed to know about so this. Weird. I'm like, wait, did, is like, this... what's the what's the she, mythology? She wears this oversized watch. watch on her little wrist. <laughs> oh my god, he gave her the Feel watch. Like, He's never done know, this before. I, I actually think that that was a thing. I for some reason been. I feel like that yeah. was a a thing at that time. So otherwise, like, it makes where no sense. If you if you were dating someone, they would you would wear their watch. Right. I could be making back... this up, but it sounds so like familiar to me. Thinking about remember it. Back, back in 2006, all the girls were wearing their oversized watches. I'm excited. For, I, I now used, I, I'm, I'm glad. I thought I, I got they the were. wrong. Yeah. I thought it was stupid that I got two watches to exchange at the wedding. So now I feel smarter <laughs> that we got two huge oversized watches to exchange um, ceremony. Guys were just kind of like walking around like idiots, not knowing what time it was. They didn't know. They were late for everything because they had already given mm-hmm. their watches to someone. I remember I, I bought a uh, an oversized watch for me. I just kind of put it on my wrist just so people would think that uh, someone had given me their watch, but it, it didn't really <laughs> It work. didn't really take. But also it's like weird because you're supposed to just identify who that person is dating based right. on the like, watch. Oh, that's that John Tucker's watch. Knows that, everybody knows that's John Tucker's watch. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so... Hmm questionable <laughs> <laughs> so uh the girls react to all of this in their lair and uh they are pumped because now they can really crush him but kate is now feeling weird about this whole thing and heather freaks out because it's obvious now that kate loves him so beth calls for an intervention and they bring her down to reality they tell her that they didn't fall that he didn't fall for her uh, they fell for what the girls made her into and they're being a little harsh but you know Harsh but fair, I guess. And Kate asks what happens to her after she takes down John Tucker. And the girls are like, you're going to be a legend. But, uh, you know, Kate does not necessarily want that. So the girls are all getting jealous of each other now. Heather thinks that the watch should be hers. Uh, you know, had to see this one coming. Uh, Carrie thinks that John belongs to her. The girls are all actually fighting over John Tucker, the guy that they were trying to destroy. And Kate's like, oh, cut it out. We're all supposed to be friends. And Carrie tells her that if you're not against John, then she's not with them. And so... Uh, Kate tells him that they're either trying to get with him or trying to destroy him. Either way, it's all about him, and she is done with it. Whatever your plan is, count me out. You gotta stick together, girls. You gotta so, stick together. But they, but apparently, they all still have like feelings for him at the same yeah, time right. after all of this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. they're um, high schoolers. Cause it's okay. Yeah. Scott sees Kate leaving. 
and then he sees the rest of the girls leaving and he watches them all and then he gets up and uh, he talks to Kate at her locker and he's like, oh, nice watch. So he recognized the John Tucker watch, obviously. And (laughs) Scott is like, already figured out everything just by looking up once. He's like, this whole movie could have been like seven minutes long if Penn Badgley was more involved. Because uh, he clocks it immediately. Not Oh, sorry about the pawn. The watch pawn. He clocks it immediately. And he's like, since when are you, Carrie, Heather, and Beth friends? Like, you all absolutely hate each other. He really, he um, really, I forgot. He really did just see her with the watch and put everything, the, the entire plot yeah. together. Yeah. He, he's like, why are these three girls talking to each other? They hate each other. And what the fuck are they doing talking to you? And so... And, uh, so he asks, you know, he's like reading Kate the Riot Act now. He asks what happened to her. He like, used to be so different, but now you're just like the rest of them. You fell for my brother. And at this point, it's like, all right, now you're being a little possessive of her. Like, shut the fuck up, incel Scott. You don't you don't get to decide who Kate is. Like, he's, he's being a little too self-righteous for my taste in this scene. Yeah, I think he felt like he did feel possessive of her when he was her only friend. It was like, oh, cool. Like, now I have full control over her. This girl, she's mine. And then see the first time he sees her following three other girls as if, they were just talking. He's like, what's going on now? You can't have more friends than me. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I, I feel like I wish that he was more involved to begin right. with, like earlier in the movie. Yeah. It, like, yeah, it does feel like it's out of nowhere that he's mad here because he hasn't talked to yeah. her since like 45 minutes ago. In the movie. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, how, where is he going to come from? being mad at her like he doesn't know what's going on still he just saw them talking right he was but then right. he also right but then he also like snaps at her because she's like no it's not like that and he's like yeah it's just a joke to you isn't it so i don't what exactly is he mad at like is he mad that yeah she is he is he mad that she uh he thought she was one thing but now she's something else is he mad that they're you know messing with his brother he's mad, like, he's he, mad at both he, he figured out I both and he's so. mad at both. you know what yeah he contains He's layers. so like, smart. He can, mad, he can be mad at two things at once, yeah. I guess. You're right. So, uh, Scott tells Kate that John fell for her because he thought that she was the first honest relationship that he'd ever been in. And Kate defends herself by saying John is an innocent. But Scott's on a roll now. He's like, everybody knows how he can be. He's John Tucker. And still, every girl in school lines up to date him knowing what they know. And yeah, he lies to girls to get them to fall for him. I can't imagine the kind of person who would do that. Can you? And, uh, you know, again, Scott really in his self-righteous era. But, you know, a great speech to mm-hmm. Penn Badgley. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, for him. Oh yeah. So Kate's back. I think at it's, home. it's like uh, it's not as good of a speech because of the hair, though. Right. Of course. If he had, you know, cut his hair a little bit, it would have been much better. Yeah. Um, I mom like the hair. Has, you really um, like the it, hair? It, it, it looks I, like at I Gagan. Mean, I don't know if you've caught up with. Uh, I think you should leave yet. If you're all the way finished. I did. Yes. But it looks like the hair he has in season three when he, they, they say he looks like a dog. <laughs> it looks like that. I think you should leave hair. I I think what's weird about it is that like they don't look like they're brothers at all, and the hair <laughs> like adds to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it looks good. All right. Well, maybe you know, I don't know. It's not I, for, I, no, don't let us change your opinion. If you if you like the hair, you like the hair. I think it looks like um, a wig. It's Pen Badgley. <laughs> well, it is Pen Badgley. That hair or no hair? Um, so its mama sends Skip home. And she's starting to get the whole skip thing. Uh, they have a heart to heart where mom tells her that she makes mistakes, but she would never plan to hurt someone. And like, it's like, I was just so sick of being invisible. And her mom's like, you chose to be invisible, but like, okay, but only because you made her move every year. Like you're not innocent in this. And so Kate doesn't know who her real friends are anymore. So her mom tells her, maybe if you show them the real Kate, they'll find out again, you're in no place to be giving her advice. 
mom. Right. And again, what was Kate showing yeah. this whole time? She wasn't pretending to be anything with the girls. Right, exactly. So I, I, these weird uh, mother-daughter seems seem kind of shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, beer and a big event of the week. It's the big party, uh, if you will. It is John's birthday. I don't know who throws this huge party for John. Like, how does he get this pulled off? They're in like this this big event space. He does yeah, this every it was year. Like MTV Super Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> like. He's very but well, his parents very well. are rich. Yeah, they keep they said that his parents that are is, rich. That is so. true. Yeah, and so John goes on stage so everyone can sing happy birthday to him. Uh, Carrie gives Tommy a CD for him to play, and Tommy puts it on the tiny TV screen. Uh, you you think this whole birthday production would have uh, swung for a bigger TV? But no, they're they're using oh, this little. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Thank to you. Um, <laughs> right there, it's like a it's an entire like music venue like yeah, yeah, this small with like people TV's. up on a second level and everything and like <laughs> they're all supposed to be watching yeah. this it's like Wait, what are we like looking at my ride <laughs> my ride put in like a tiny tv in the back of this car and like people are just there's like people at the back of the crowd who don't even know what's going right. on like, there's no chance anyone knows what's going on here and then while the video is playing, John brings Kate up to the stage to wish him a happy birthday. And we see the footage, of course, of John telling Kate she's the one and he's whipped. And, and you know, it, that, that whole thing starts playing. Like, John has a big smile on his face, but I would be wondering how someone just had that footage of him to, of him when yeah. he asked Kate to be his girlfriend. I'd be like, yeah. Well, yeah. And where did it this was come a, from? It was exactly you have a the camera same in your shot. boobs? Like, what? <laughs> the exact same shot that it. they showed to us in the movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. like he wasn't from a different angle or anything <laughs> and so the crowd goes wild and then of course Chekhov's video recording starts playing I, I was so happy that my prediction came correct because I knew just 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 had to come back to haunt her and the mm-hmm. video cuts to Kate's iconic line reading of John Tucker there's only one guy out there for me but you are not and then Kate cuts the video and uh, this is when she has to come clean now and she tells him that she's been pretending to be someone she's not to get him to like her I forgot how much they loved this this cut of her early on they're like oh that's yes. the one that's that's that, the that, one that is yeah. harsh and then you when you see it again here like she just she didn't say anything that crazy you are not it that's that's that cuts that deep you are not it <laughs> no you really fucking got it <laughs> shows him again you're right like nobody does care in the audience because like the only thing that happens is these kids in the front are like can we Love party her. again and yeah, they throw drinks at the girl. Yeah, like, like, shut they up. They throw drinks at her. Stop which talking. is like, are they, is that alcohol or Maybe. soda? Like, what? <laughs> I love that they can't hear her and that she actually grabs a microphone and starts speaking into it. Like, I don't know. I think yeah. I would have taken this conversation off stage, but, but, yeah. Yeah. Sure, good, good for her. And then she comes clean about everything, about how the girls were trying to destroy him. And John is visibly hurt, but uh, he tells Kate that they pulled it off. It worked. And then Kate apologizes, and some guy in the crowd crowd is just screaming what's going on are you guys breaking up i, I love this guy <laughs> I, love, I love whoever's idea it was to include him in the film <laughs> give back the watch so, we get kate's big katie heron moment at at the end of mean girls when she makes her speech at the dance only this time it's it's a birthday party instead of a dance but it's the same feel yeah and kate <laughs> tells the crowd that she's been lying about who she is but she's done pretending this is the real her this is kate and then someone in the crowd is like Hey, Kate, and throws his drink onto her and tells her she's ruining the party, which is so funny. <laughs> that is the difference here. It's like no one really cares about who she is or what's going on. Where... Yeah, it's like, why would they yeah. care? Like, okay. Yeah. 
And so that is so funny to me. This whole scene is like, <laughs> it's good. yeah, I did not expect it to take this route where she comes clean and then they just start throwing drinks at her. And then all the girls yeah. rush on the stage and they apologize to her. Like, we should have done this to you. Um, I'm happy they aren't mad at her for coming clean, I guess. But uh, very strange turn of events. And then Beth grabs the mic and defends Kate for lying. And Carrie and Heather are also getting involved and telling the crowd that they're all liars as well. Well, and then the crowd just throws drinks on all of them. Uh-huh. But then. John like Clinton. nobody, nobody knew about this. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Just be, yeah, I would throw a drink at them too. It's like, what, what the fuck is going on? And so John grabs a mic and also defends them. He says it's true, and that he also lies. And he says that he says whatever he has to to get girls. And the the, the loser guys in the crowd are like literally bowing to him and calling him the yeah. Man. All right, they're a bunch of fucking insults as well. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and but then it looks like John has actually changed from all this because he says that it's wrong. And the crowd won't listen. They start chanting his name. Uh, but then uh, Kate throws a piece of cake at John Tucker, and a food fight just randomly breaks out. Which Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, if, if you don't what? know what to do with the scene, just throw some cake on John Tucker. Yeah. It's insane it that this is the ending of the scene, that Kate just randomly throws and cake like, on him, and then they all throw cake at, at each other. But they're, like, <laughs> laughing. They're yeah, smiling, everyone's in such a good mood. There is, like, like I, zero consequences <laughs> yeah. of anything that happens. Food fights like, solve all. Nope. Right, they There's... have a food fight, so everything is just forgiven? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, John was a shit person, and then they all kind of embarrassed him, but not really. He didn't really get that embarrassed. And then he somehow learns his lesson, and now they're all buddies who throw cake at each other. I guess I mean, like, it's like, uh, very clear the writers did not know how to solve it. Like, that's they were just like, they only budgeted us for 90 minutes. They really, We really have to wrap this up. Yeah. I don't know, let's just throw yeah. cake at each other? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. It's a good distraction. <laughs> so, Kate and John are outside the school. Uh, Kate apologizes, but John tells her, tells her, no, no, I deserve cake in the face. Uh, and he's also going to start telling the truth now. Like, how did this actually get him to change so much? What was the thing that caused this? I guess losing Kate, you know? All right. I guess if uh, I changed my entire life philosophy, if I if I lost out on Kate. But now well, he's not interested like, in her anymore. Like, he's like, oh, no. you know what? You changed me. Thanks a lot. I, I, you're the only person I ever loved. So I guess I'll move on from you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so not Thank you for having a... A massive impact on me as a person. Uh, good See luck you with your future endeavors. <laughs> I'll still probably love you forever. And so uh, the Kate voiceover is back. Uh, it took us twelve bottles of shampoo and three days to get the stripper cake out of our hair. That's but you know what? Too much. It was all worth it. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> That's There's no need for that at all. <laughs> and so the four girls who had previously never spoken to each other are just uh, the popular best friends now. So good for them. Uh, Scott. Uh, and Kate are over in the cafeteria. I, I guess Kate is going to make it right with all the Tucker boys now. And Scott tells Kate that uh, things didn't work out between Alex and him. Uh, he bandsawed the shit out of him, uh, apparently. And so Scott gets serious and tells Kate that uh, chemistry does suck without her. And if you notice, I want you to want me is playing in the background. So that's kind of cute. Mm. And then mm-hmm. um, Scott asks Kate to be lab partners again. Uh, tells Kate that she's perfect uh, because she's smarter than him and not flammable. And then he awkwardly walks away and just throws up a peace sign, which is an interesting way yep. to have a conversation. <laughs> yep. yep. So now they're dating. Hey, he's, he's just a cool guy. You know, he's playing the slow game. I'm going to leave a conversation like her... that and let you guys know how, how it plays out. <laughs> just <laughs> abruptly leave and then with my back turn, just throw up the peace sign. I'm like, wait, I'm going that looking. direction too. She's not looking at him. <laughs> He's facing the opposite direction. <laughs> so she doesn't see him throw the peace sign out. But everyone but else cool. did. And yeah, it was cool. undeniably yeah. cool. They were like, so, whoa, those those Tucker brothers are just so awesome. cool. 
So the so girls different. come rushing over. <laughs> I bet he listens to Elvis Costello. Um, the, girls, uh, <laughs> the girls come rushing over to Kate. They tell her that she totally has a crush on the other Tucker, and they are ready to help her. The, uh, Carrie's updated the boob cam. They're getting ready to get the gang back now, do together. You get, do you get one F word in a PG-13? Yes, you get one. Because this is their clear chance of saying, ah, oh, Kate, you're a Tucker fucker. <laughs> they didn't say it. They didn't use any yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Damn. Um, so Tuck, uh, Kate tells them to, that uh, let's just hang out as Dirty Little Secret starts playing again. And we get the voiceover telling us that John Tucker never lied again. And we see John Tucker being very open and honest to his girlfriend about how he has another girlfriend. And uh, the girl who made John Tucker fall in love? Well, she's a legend. And, like, roll credits. <laughs> okay. Kate's <laughs> a legend now. Yeah. Right. All right. Save that about herself. We get a mid credit scene where uh, Kate tells us that to be careful trying this at home because if you mess with a John Tucker, you better be prepared for the consequences. And we see that – is this all of the teachers are also wearing thongs? Like I, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know. It looked like it looked like it was – it looked like it was students, but <laughs> oh, well, I thought they were, they looked all older. They looked like middle aged men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so very interesting choice here. And yeah. then I saw in the credits that the guy that plays Tommy is named Fatso Fasano, which uh, that's all I have huh. to say. Right. Just interesting. <laughs> and then we get another mid credit scene, and girls from like uh, an Asian country across the world are like looking at pictures of John Tucker in a thong and giggling. Uh, John Tucker has gone viral. And that wow. is how that is the final mid credit scene. Worth it. And like, that, did, did we need he was these? the first. He was the first man to ever go viral. Ever actually, go viral, that yeah. was like I the mean, first viral thing on the internet. I didn't feel satisfied until you just told me what happened in the mid credit scene. So I feel better about yeah. the movie as a whole now. So you, they were, they were quick just... mid credit scenes. You must have like really flipped it off as soon as I the was done with it. You had the locations. <laughs> So they were too the... like random. It was just so <laughs> yeah. random. It was like they were trying to do that, like the end of Mean Girls, where she's like going back and being like, "Oh, and like actually, this happened now after all of this." You know, where right. it's like it makes sense, but these were just so random. They that just, just had like, extra scenes that they didn't use anywhere. Like, oh, let's just throw this shit in here. Yeah. How about the deleted scene of the fucking girls getting rescued from the boat? Like, we don't get that. Don't yeah. Get that. yeah. <laughs> right. So, if you didn't watch the credits, Brennan, then you missed the, the Motion City soundtrack song in the credits, which I, I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what song is it? Very, that was awesome. Uh, oh, it's God, such a good soundtrack. soundtrack. It really is. I can't remember the name of the song. I'm so sorry, Brendan. I failed That's all right. it. But it's not the best. It's not the, tell me that you're all right. No, but I do love that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah that's Everything a classic. Everything is all right. Give me a reason. <laughs> okay, anyway, we could we could do karaoke <laughs> another day. Uh, let's grade the movie, uh, Brendan. What, what grade do you give this movie? I mean, we we knew going into this was going to be pretty bad, and it was pretty bad. It was better than I expected, though, only because, like you said in the beginning, it takes place in high school. It's always going to be fun a little bit if if you're mm-hmm. watching a high school movie. You, you can't put me in that setting and have me hate a movie. So I don't hate this. I would never try. No, uh, uh, the the jokes are bad. The message is bad. <laughs> we don't really get a like a cohesive plot at all. There's a lot of things missing from it. It's dialogue's pretty bad. Uh, the main character's not not, not awful. I, I like Kate. John Tucker has a, a good character growth. Um, Dan Humphrey's weird in this in this movie. <laughs> Doesn't really have a normal role. The mom stuff is bad. Uh, it, it's a lot of negative stuff and not a lot of good stuff. Uh, I will give this a a D. 
A D. Wow. Yeah. That's harsh. All right. Um, it's not good. Just I would never watch it again. What's okay, the lowest? Uh, F. F, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Brendan said. I feel like I'd probably give it a D also. Um, I think that a lot of the characters are, like, interesting, but they're not, like, fully fleshed out. And mm-hmm. there's, like, I-, I think it would be way more successful as, like, a show. Like, if Netflix made, like, a John Tucker Must Die series. You know what? Be... I, I, I feel uh. like that's not even too far-fetched of an idea. <laughs> I like yeah, ne- I feel Netflix like is right be... around the corner for making this happen. <laughs> I feel like it would be way more, like, just fleshed out and, like, yeah. You know, I don't know. It it bothered me that there was no consequences and everybody was just like friends afterwards. Right. And I Darby. think I I would have I would have been happier if there was more Penn Badgley scenes and like. I mean, we all would have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Just like if they were even like, just dating at the end of the movie, right? Instead of you know? peace sign. There yeah. is little little to no resolution. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no consequences. There's like no like there's hardly any like introspective like thoughts back into like, huh, is what we did okay? Or are we right. also bad people? But yeah, I'll give it a D because there 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 were things about it that I enjoyed. Uh, but a lot of it was like cringy to me. And now thinking about it as just like a bad mean girls knockoff makes yeah, me dislike it even more. <laughs> well, you guys are a little harsher than I'm going to be. I mean, this is a, a great uh, rough draft of a movie. <laughs> but yeah. Honestly, it wasn't terrible, though, which it, it's stupid, but it's fun, and it has a really good cast, so that that's that's a plus for me right off the bat, and a really good soundtrack. Uh, not gonna win any True. awards, obviously, but it I I feel that it certainly de- deserves more than the twenty eight percent it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I I, also, I had a good time watching it, and for a two thousand six movie, it holds up decently well. Like unlike Brendan, I would watch it. I'm not mad that I watched it and I would watch it again. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but if, you know, mm-hmm. it was on or if someone's like, let's watch John Tucker uh, Must Die, I'd be like, okay, great. Uh, I, no, I wouldn't say great. I'd say, okay, sure. <laughs> I'd say, okay, sure. <laughs> okay, sure. So, just for the fact that I would watch it again, I would say it's above average, so I, mm-hmm. I, I was teetering between a, a C plus and a, and a B minus, wow. but you, you guys have kind of uh, dragged me down a little, so right. I, I will keep it in the C range. I'm going to give there it a C plus. I, I think... I, I would okay. I would watch it again. So so by that okay. metric, I will say that I will put it above average. Wait, I without give the this soundtrack podcast, an A. Soundtrack's good. The soundtrack isn't yeah. enough to bump it up too too much though. It's just yeah, music. they didn't make the music. The soundtrack gets its own grade. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I do I do appreciate the like 2006 feelings and like the nostalgia yeah. watching it. Like it definitely captures that time period. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's can... a great song. So good, great album. Um, I said, with without this podcast, this would have been a waste of time for me to watch this movie. Yeah, I that's I think that's why I hadn't seen it since it was like on TV, like <laughs> over a decade ago. We yeah. say we saved the bad movies for for Jesse. We watched The Roommate Thank and you. John Tucker Must Die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Nicole comes on for the uh, 
for the classics that everyone loves. Yeah. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Grinch. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, man. I love that movie. I love both those movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> sad to get it next time. Come back next time for another <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> you don't also, I don't. I don't think you mentioned it, but this is this movie is supposed to be a modern adaption of a Shakespeare play. I did not know that. that yeah, is, they, they nailed I, it. They nailed it. I think. Wait, let me let me find the name of it. It's the Many Wives, the Merry Wives of Windsor, and ah, it's yeah, it's that. an adaption. But but fun. Like this is really funny because this play is like regarded as one of Shakespeare's like lesser works. Yeah. Even the same material is like not good. <laughs> and, Next off season we should said, read that play. We want yeah, they said we want to yeah. read this material. This is fine. Um, I mean it's interesting though because that was a trend at the time to like make, make modern versions teen of that. movies. Yeah. Modern Shakespeare adaptions for, of like teen movies. Right. Um, and then who's your, they did not movie? advertise it. No, 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 they certainly didn't. I, this was news to me. I didn't even see it on the Wikipedia page. Um, and then MVP. MVP is Kate. I mean, she's zero to hero, just like in Hercules, that great song that they sing. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should watch Hercules. That's a good movie. Yeah, sure. I love Hercules. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's great. And she's nice, cute. Uh, she's one of the bright spots of the movie. All right. Uh, Jesse, who is your MVP? I don't remember her name, but I'm going to say it was the slutty vegan. Uh, Beth her, her or Penn Badgley, but he didn't get enough screen time, so I don't right. feel confident saying that. All right. Well, I mean, listen. I I appreciate I, I appreciate uh, Sophia Bush getting an, an MVP. Uh, this is really <laughs> tough. I, no, it's not really that tough. My, but I'm, my my gut was saying to go with Kate because she is the driving force in the whole movie. But I am a sucker for Sophia Bush, and there's not much I love more than a hippie slut. So uh, she yeah. plays the character well, and of course she's my MVP. Very good. Nice. Exactly. We are, we are in the hand holding club on that one. Uh, Brendan, who's your MVP? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with Kate's mom. She just has she. There's no reason for her to ever be mad at her, her great daughter, uh, and she gives her a complex with men. That's <laughs> a bad, mm-hmm. bad mom. Yeah, I'll. Uh, a lot I'll of piggyback. trauma there. Yeah, yeah, I'll piggyback on that because I have the same one. I I don't like Kate's mom. I I don't care if she's a hot mom. She, she's not she as hot as child- Kate. No. She she made her child move and change schools like fifteen times just because she had to get with terrible men and couldn't handle getting dumped. And then she's like super judgmental of her daughter and like gaslights her into thinking she's the problem without ever acknowledging her part and everything. Like there's also no resolution with that either. Like it's just her repeatedly yeah. saying saying uh, don't be a bad person. And like I, I I hate bad parents and I do think she's a bad parent. So uh, yeah. I am also going with with Kate's mom. Uh, Jesse, are we are we making it a sweep here or do you have a different LVP? You know, I don't know. It's hard for me to pick because there was a lot of characters that I just didn't really like. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I guess I could say that it, it was her mom also, but, like, there's just a lot of characters that just, like, I don't know, rubbed me the wrong way. Damn. But, yeah, let's go with her mom. Okay. Okay. 
All right, and now finally, uh, as we've been doing with these movies, we, we watched this movie for Penn Badgley, and Penn Badgley played Scott Tucker in this movie. So uh, let's decide which character we like more between Dan or Scott, uh, not to be confused with Dan Scott of One Tree Hill fame. Uh, these are two <laughs> separate characters. Um, and so I, I, I want to say they're, they're very similar. But uh, Scott, uh, sorry, Jesse, cover your ears. Scott just has way worse hair. So I, uh-huh. I think that Scott isn't, isn't nearly as full of himself as Dan is, but I think if you gave him uh, time, he would get there. So th- this is another instance where Penn Badgley is basically playing the same character. So I- I'm going to give it to Dan because uh, Dan is is funnier, I think, and he's more charming, and uh, his hair is never that bad. So uh, I prefer Dan over Scott. Uh, Brendan, who do, who do you prefer? Yeah, I mean, this is Dan with a wig, essentially. Uh, and maybe maybe this <laughs> Scott guy is a little bit more... What would Blair say if Dan showed up with that hair? <laughs> <laughs> whatever they, whatever yeah. bad they were I would love to hear Blair tear to this version of Dan it would destroy him <laughs> this should have been Dan's hair uh, for Blair Waldorf must pie to just really <laughs> homage that episode uh, yeah that would have been great didn't he have like awful hair in the first episode yeah he has a really bad buzz cut that looks terrible on He's him oh yeah. that's right it's really like it, right. you really see the sideburns with the buzz cut like oh. it really, shows really it does not work for him but oh uh, yeah it, it, uh, Scott is maybe a little bit more incel-y too than Dan Dan is also an incel at points in the show but yeah uh Dan Humphrey is also a little bit funnier. This guy, we got, we have more of that from him. So mm. I will go with Dan Humphrey. All right, and uh, Jesse, Dan or Scott? I'm, I'm gonna. This is gonna throw you guys a bit, but I'm gonna go with Scott. It's the hair. It's wow. gotta be the hair. Better than lethal. No, you know what? It's not the hair. Knowing what I know about Dan Humphrey, uh, I think that Scott is a little more like avoidant of drama. Mm-hmm. And evidently, yeah. I think I think that, you know, he's you know, he's just a real real person. Well, and wow. Scott has just uh turned away turned away and thrown up the peace sign as as a result <laughs> of you you as a result of someone <laughs> picking him. Nice. <laughs> All right. So that's it for everything. We have broken it. It has been over two hours that we've talked about this movie. Uh, Matt Ligori, feel feel free to to skip the ending. Uh, you're you're off the hook here. You don't have to you don't have to listen any longer. Um, that's that's everything. We've we've exhausted ourselves. The only thing left, of course, is uh, some plugs. But before that, Jesse, thank you for uh, not only thank coming you, on the podcast you. once to talk about a bad movie, but returning to the podcast to talk about another bad movie. Uh, we couldn't have done this without you. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug at this hour? Um, come to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. All right. There you go. No, <laughs> no actually, no, no more don't... specifics than that. Just come to the Renaissance Fair. Anyway. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to say which one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> They'll find. But, kind of plug, yeah, no, I don't. Ha- I don't have anything to plug. There's not a lot going on. Keep a look out for a red That's jeep fine. outside the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> what are you plugging? Uh, it's very late. They got to edit this immediately, so I'll keep this quick. Hobby Boys, Lonely Boys, uh, Blessball Boys, Sandy Boys. Listen to them all. Boys, 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 boys and more boys. boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I don't know. And then have, have you gotten have you gotten back to watching <laughs> the Saved by the Bell reboot yet? I I just I try to keep my plug short so we can get out of here, and you just start striking up a random conversation <laughs> with me about some TV show. <laughs> okay, you can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> friends twenty four. No, I have Follow not. Brendan on Twitter at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow I about other today, podcasts, though, the Happy Boys at the, Brendan. You're interrupting. Do you want this podcast to end or not? <laughs> 
On the top, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will finally be starting season five. Uh, wow. The episode is called Yes Than Zero, another clunker of an oh episode my. title. Uh, so that'll be a ton of fun. Season five, can't wait. You're going to love it. We're going to love Ooh. it. It's going to be so much fun. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Boys. Got the girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Love the energy. Love the energy. <laughs>